0: three two one you don't know what i can do what i'm gonna do or what i'm gonna be i'm good i have good things and you don't know about i'm gonna be something that was a quote it was from boogie nights it was a boogie woogie movie i'm adam from IMS. this is Sardonicast
1: from boogie woogie <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh I'm, I'm ralph from movie maker from uh, well ralph subby ralph the movie maker
2: uh, yeah, and I'm Alex from IHE and Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting quote to begin, a bit of marky mark to get us going on this Yeah this fine evening in the UK as I'm recording.
1: Mm-hmm. There are so many good ones. Yeah, so many yeah. good quotes. I was kind of in a hurry. Quote. I
0: already realized there were better ones I could have started with, but I was like, ah, eh, fuck it. So many awesome
1: minute. ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the uh <laughs> Yeah. What was it? Oh well I'll bring it up later. It's in my notes. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: there's
1: many. Especially from Marky Mark, yeah. Especially yes. from him. He's yes. really, like, great in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, we could talk about that later.
0: Uh, but first, we got some movie news. Uh, I don't know how much oh, we can go. add to this, but... uh <laughs> the What's uh, Fill me in. Bob Iger, the old Disney CEO, oh, yeah. is back. Yes. Bob Chappack yeah, is out. Uh, so they... <laughs> He was the CEO since February 2020, and okay. uh, now Iger's back, and I don't even understand what the basis for this decision is, but it's something that people are talking about. <laughs> Do you guys know anything about it? Yeah. What,
2: what has even changed with Disney in that time?
0: It got
1: woke. I wish I knew more about it. It got woke. <laughs> They made Pinocchio. made <laughs> <laughs> a, a bunch of stuff like that they made a bunch of bullshit well, that's what
0: I'm imagining is going to be like kind of the scapegoat right do you think like there's definitely 100% there's some reactionary commentary channels that are gonna say like thankfully thankfully the old CEO is back and Disney won't be woke anymore or something right Surely someone has to have that perspective.
1: Oh well, yeah, some idiot will say that, but I don't think it's actually going to have some, and like any impact on Disney for real. I think they're still going to make the live action remakes because they do well. Yeah, like I don't think I, any of that. Like, did, did they, did, were they making those live action remakes before yeah. twenty twenty? The before Lion King b- twenty
0: nineteen yeah. was before t- twenty
1: twenty. <laughs>
0: yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, so no shit. They, you know, that's just what they're going to do from now on. Um as long as it doesn't you know if it doesn't make money then they won't do it the pinocchio movie being terrible like one of you said that's like a good like marker for like these kind of falling off and like the public guy anyway like people not 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 liking them that movie is fucking terrible ratings holy shit Mm -hmm. i was looking the other day it's like two point something (laughs) yeah um, as, as long as they don't make movies like Pinocchio, they'll be fine.
2: Apparently I'm just like pulled up an article about it. Cause I really, I don't really know much about this, this situation. It seems to do something with the, the shares falling by 40% this year and something to do with this like transition into Disney plus and trying to run that whole mm. new sector. So I, I guess I can understand from that kind of angle. Cause it has been like weird the past few years ever since the like COVID stuff with like some all movies just go straight on disney plus others are going into theaters how are they recouping these investments like hmm. it's just a, a strange situation for a business to be in i guess and maybe uh hmm. this old fella didn't have True. what it took to transition yeah
1: So about the stocks and once they announced this Always. the stocks the stocks actually went up once they announced that that so funny that was changing yeah pre-market opening
0: it was like 10%. Yeah, with no clear outlining of what would be different. Yeah. Or any plans the stock price goes up. Yeah, it
1: jumped up 10% like pre the market opening I think today. That's so funny. That's yeah, yeah, that is funny. It's all oh, like yeah. uh it's like Wolf of Wall Street fairy very dust <laughs> that whole scene. Mm. It's yeah, just like true. what
0: people think is like going to happen yeah like how much faith people have and like things the perception of a company evaluates its stock not necessarily what the company is or what its actual prospects are yeah
2: yeah yeah i don't know
0: that's how film is too it's all speculative it's crypto before crypto yeah <laughs> just entirely speculative markets <laughs> mm-hmm. with some basis in reality but not entirely yeah <laughs> all right, well, that was about it for that, because, uh, yeah, but it, <laughs> people yeah. are talking about yeah, it. But like Disney, man. I don't know if it yeah. really means anything, so. Oh, man, Disney. <laughs> yeah, woo, go Disney. Speaking of Disney, the Disney killer movie came out. We all watched it. It's called Black Adam. It's just the, now the DC universe is better because Black Adam came out.
2: Hierarchy is going to change. Yeah.
0: So what was the context of that? Was that like one of their tweets? Or like, what? why do people quote that? The hierarchy?
2: I I saw it as like The Rock trying to hype up the,
0: oh, yeah, this character that let's admit, something.
2: like, no one... Like, who actually knows who this character is, you know? It's not like Superman... <laughs> <laughs> it's stretching it with like Shazam and it's like Shazam's like arch nemesis mm. character getting yeah. his own movie with The rock playing him oh, so yeah. I, I don't know if it's true but how it comes across to me is kind of like just one of those vehicle movies where it's like We've got the rock attached to this project. Let's just give him whatever he wants. Yeah, we we'll change every element of the story just to kind of make him happy and be this almost like a puff piece as a movie yeah. for like the rock, <laughs> the like, goodest yeah. bad guy. <laughs> <So if> we, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it's like it's the yeah. villain problem again. Where it's like yeah, we so you're not going to have the the good guy character and try and base it around this villain. And instead of leaning into the fun that could be had with like an over the top villain main character they just kind of make them good guys or try and explore the gray area to like little effect. But Man, this movie's yeah. all over the place. I thought, oh my this God. This was like a yeah. flash into the past. This was like what he was <laughs> 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's a total mess. Like, I kept f- thinking, like, is this like a, it's like Dwayne Johnson running for office? Is this yeah. like a presidential, like, campaign ad or something? <laughs> this is like the whole movie, like, you could lead us. And he's like, hey, and he's like sitting on that chair or whatever. Oh my God. It's hilarious. It's, it's so dumb and over the top. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I loved it. <laughs> i probably enjoyed it more than you guys
0: it's but uh yeah i'm also being sarcastic it's it's yeah. very reminiscent of like just messy snyder movie shit you know which which is funny because like before <laughs> what was it like before the films released it was announced that the the dceu is like changing direction away from that now so <laughs> this is like the swan song yeah. or like the death rattle Yeah, you know,
1: of... they, they let him do his own thing uh i don't know if you know this director it's uh, fuck it i, I gotta look up look his name but it's right the guy now. who directed like a bunch of like liam neeson movies like yeah jean okay.
2: colette sarah we'll see okay. oh, yeah. yeah
0: the director of orphan orphan
2: unknown the shallows yeah yeah, yeah
0: just yeah, a bunch so
2: of
1: bullshit kinda... house of wax uh unknown <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, a bunch of Liam Neeson shit, too, like, The Commuter, Unknown, nonstop. stop Yeah, like, I've seen those. And so, yeah, it's Nothing like... Nothing particularly good. F- yeah, exactly. It's just, like, a work-for-hire kind of thing. It's, like, it's not, like, incompetent. Like, it kind of feels polished. I mean, there's times where it doesn't. There's times where I definitely didn't, like... I mean, especially, like, the acting in this movie. I'm like, holy shit, dude. It's, like, really bad
0: at times. Like, the kid in this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I'm oh, always, yeah, like...
0: He, <laughs> <is>. <laughs> he was bad. I wasn't prepared. Like, I wasn't mentally prepared for the movie just being, like, about this annoying kid and his parents, basically. And Black yeah, Adam is, like... I'm just like, saying, They have this yeah. weird, like, Terminator 2 relationship where he's, like, oh, you... You're a yeah. bad guy and you don't oh, know yeah. it. I'm gonna teach you what, what, what quotes are that you should say before you that, kill people. It's like the thumbs up. Yeah, trying to get some of that kind yeah. of marvel
2: humor in. Yeah. That's the weird thing though, is uh it's not just about that. Like there's if it was just about that then fine, but it's also like, oh, um we're also gonna shove in the the Justice Society and kind of do this like X-Men thing and establish this whole like cast of good guy characters There are in many kind of avengers like team and have that be what like a third of the movie if not more it's like a whole element they're trying to play with and yeah. just fall into that trap these movies have been doing time and time and time again where it's too many characters they're trying to establish in one movie and like they all the all the lessons learned they yeah. haven't like yeah like dr fey too much stuff the-
1: adam dude adam yeah. smasher like dr
2: strange macro
1: deadpool <laughs> <laughs> I mean. yeah exactly that's what i referred to them as in like my quick review uh, yeah. i made
0: it's literally um, yeah it's yeah. like we're already familiar with these characters like it doesn't even matter at this point if they appeared in dc comics before like you're, it's it's too similar it's too familiar you know like, there's already an established universe doing the same shit. And it's just like, okay, well, that's that's too familiar. Like, who cares? You're not showing yeah. anything new.
2: Yeah, because that's always been, like, a Marvel DC thing. It's like, they both, both universes have just, like, analogous characters who are, like, might as well be the same, th- like, plug-in type thing. But yep. this is the first time I've seen it used as kind of, like, a shorthand to try and, like, <laughs> imply a bunch of history and whatnot. And... It just doesn't work, especially when they're trying to pull. If they're using it for humor, then fair enough. If it's just for like throwaway gags, like a Deadpool type thing, like featuring the X Men, whatever. But if it's if they're trying to have like dramatic moments actually like mean something, have like some emotion, do not
1: yeah. work in this movie. No, because you don't, you don't just care. Feel so in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I you don't like give it, a shit it.
2: about these characters at all.
1: Right? It's just so cartoonish.
0: Can someone remind me what the element was called in this? I remember it had a very silly name. I just
2: oh, Eternium. Eternium. Yeah, I was going to ask if you had your, oh, um, your stocks fu- in Eternium. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <bought up. laughs>
0: yeah. It's my new crypto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah, that was
2: very, like, Avatar.
1: But, like, Black Adam's not in it for such a long time. It's mostly focused on, like, those like yeah. normal human characters and, like, their perspective. These
0: annoying people. <laughs> it is It is like Terminator it's a mom and, and her yeah. son yeah and, like, and they this have that relationship like, yeah. and he's like this super we weapon can save from the world another time and the kid right. has to like teach him things and they have this like weird relationship and yeah they were borrowing the, a yeah. lot from T2
1: exactly and I don't know if we're in spoilers or whatever yes, like, the please. shit they do at the ending yeah just spoilers, yeah. Everybody. They, ju- they just go all the way to the ending with that bullshit from, like the Terminator stuff and at the end this like we got, we gotta lead an uprising. Like the kid is like talking at room volume. Oh, to yeah. like a crowd Thank of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's he can't even I'm raise like, his oh, voice. Adam's gonna love this. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh everybody, we gotta like uh, rise up and you know whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck you say. Yeah, we gotta it do sucks. it
0: and beat the yeah guys everybody yeah. like how can you even hear him you can't
1: <laughs> and then a bunch of zombies come out and they fight them with fucking I don't know swords they actually
0: did they did the laser in the sky
2: thing I haven't seen a superhero movie do that for a while oh yeah like, it's so the cliche. Moon goes up and like all the zombies the, the villain's literally
1: up. it's Satan like it's yeah, just it's like, like a demon guy devil <laughs> with fucking yeah. horns and it's like red skin like it's it's the devil like they made the devil the villain it's really weird yeah you could not have made him anyone else I was for sure thinking, um, before the movie anyway, they were going to make Dr. Fate, like, like one of those, like, good villain or like a good guy turned villain at some point, but that would have been interesting. So they didn't do that. It's like, went this other direction. It's like, okay, it's like this random dude who wants, like, that artifact or whatever. Probably some, you know, cliche thing. Yeah. Cause there's
2: that yeah. whole, like, historical angle. Cause, God, oh my God, it's trying to do so much. The first act of this movie is like, God, it was fucking boring. It's got like three intros. It yeah, like yeah. starts with the like... I was so checked out
0: for so much of I mean, it. <laughs> yeah, you're right, yeah.
1: It's like fucking Wonder Woman, 1984.
2: Yeah. It's like two It It's like so truncated. Like the movie, like it starts, right? And it's like 5,000 years ago, or whatever. And it's like this period piece thing. And it's like this exposition dump. And then it starts again. And it's like current day. And then it starts again when it's establishing, like, this X-Men thing with these, like, DC X-Men, like, Hawkman shit. And it's just like, where are you going with this? Like, what, what are you trying mm-hmm. to achieve with this? Uh, nothing is the answer. It's just, like, the most expected... Like, just put plug in the puzzle pieces type, like, narrative for one of these superhero movies. Like, algorithm, like, it just feels like an algorithm put it together, you know?
1: Yeah, well, apparently from what I know, like, Dwayne Johnson's been signed on to be Black Adam for, like, a really long time. That's I think funny. for, like, a decade or so. Yeah. So, they've, like, been trying to make this movie for a long time. So, it's like, they're kind of just obligated to make it at some point. And now it's, like, I guess it's the time with, like, Shazam being out and them wanting to, like, push Shazam, this is, could be, like, the villain. But was it, was it you, Alex, who mentioned, like, some bullshit where, like, Dwayne Johnson didn't want Shazam in the movie yeah, also. Yeah, that's what I was his reading. I wasn't
2: interested in having Shazam in the movie, even though it would have solved a bunch it's of issues with the movie. movie. Then you, Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't and have it's, to it's, establish, it's, yeah. like, a bunch of good guys, because you'd have Shazam. The main character being, like, the kid could have been the kid from Shazam. Then you got, like, a dynamic there. I, I, I don't know. That would be better that than this. Been, yeah. yeah. Right. A little bit
0: more interesting. And yeah. it's the same
1: reason, like, you know, he doesn't lose the fight in the Fast and Furious movies. Dwayne Johnson were, like, you know, like, ha- they have that written in their contract. You know, like, there's a bunch of big dudes who fight and they just don't ever lose a, you know, a battle or anything.
0: <laughs> I've mentioned this before, but, like, the overwhelming amount of DC movies just forget to be fun. And Shazam is a movie that yeah. didn't forget to be fun. And then same with, obviously, The Suicide Squad. So, like, James Gunn, you know, the, his his new direction is obviously going to take it into a more fun place, hopefully. But it's it's crazy that at this stage <laughs> in this universe, like, we've already established we're changing direction. And yet they're releasing this film that's making, like, every, it, it's this perfect example of everything that's wrong with the EU dcu dcu Mm -hmm. whatever they're calling it now it's just yeah
1: it's too snidery
0: yeah way too too star star. like and there's things that on paper you would assume are trying to be done in the film for comedic purposes but they still manage to have this like really weirdly serious tone in the soundtrack the entire time and so it's just like what are you trying to be Uh and then everything's way too dark visually and it's just this gigantic mishmash of conflicting tones where it seems like nobody working on the movie had any idea what they wanted it to be like they they had no vision of the finished product or they had conflicting visions every person working Uh on it it's like they filmed a movie that was almost trying to be more funny and then someone decided in the editing room like okay no we're gonna darken everything we're gonna add really serious movie or sorry music and this is just going to be like a serious, <laughs> like, like, yeah, epic, cool, fucking, slow-mo, like, like, badass superhero movie yeah. and not some goofy yeah. thing. And then you get shots where he's, like, like he's Kool-Aid manning through the wall at, like, two feet per hour. Like this is <laughs> It's, it, it, like, it's like a Family Guy skit where he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> slowly hovering yeah. through the wall and then, boom, like, gigantic. Well, yeah. that's, like, like, okay. that's, like, the
1: comedic relief for the movie. Yeah, It's and like him, Dwayne like, Johnson doing that kind of shit.
0: The, that quick shot of him uh, like skidding across the ground on his face and stuff and it's like but that's that's during a seriously toned scene where it, it's it's not like satire it's not like this the yeah. music is to to make fun of films like this it's still played off like it, it's its own product not making fun of other things right so it's so confusing and conflicting uh-huh I do like the
1: serious tone things. Like, I just saw Black Panther, Wakanda, Forever, whatever. Mm. And yeah, that's like, again, the director had a vision and it was a little more, I guess, the word dramatic, but it was well done. It was like, still had elements of fun. It was interesting.
2: Recently with DC themselves, like the Batman, Joker, like, for talking tone, they were consistent, consistently dark and it didn't like betray itself or be this weird... I was cringing like with the music, especially when they were playing like that (laughs) Kanye song and all this like hype man kind of music oh yeah the soundtrack oh, yeah. <laughs> right that's something I didn't mention my video yeah, yeah, the
1: soundtrack in this movie
0: is fucking bizarre Mr. Black Hitler yeah, especially
1: but... yeah, especially <laughs> with all the controversy with Kanye recently oh, it's like so we right. really yeah. left that in the movie it's like you could have because that's a scene like you easily could have swapped out any song and just yeah, like put another easily. fucking rap song in yeah, there. or a only pop chose song because of that but one yeah, line they, in that
2: song that's like says every superhero needs oh, yeah. his theme music that's yeah, the only yeah, exactly. reason
1: <laughs> yeah but it's like you could just throw in any R&B song it, like kind of fit, yeah. so
0: it, it would work. Like they had about, the "Paint yeah. It Black" so song, dumb. and I could tell that that oh, was yeah, happening. That just was through, like this, they it's were kind of like doing used. a rendition in the score, and I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh!" And then they started playing it. I was like, "Wow!" Just because the name "Black Adam," and that's that's it. That's the yeah. why that's why you have yeah. the song in there, and that's the only reason. It's kind yeah. of annoying. Yeah,
2: it's very surface level.
1: Oh, what God. is this? Full Metal Jacket. I mean,
0: this is a I... yeah. They use that. I am still consistently surprised just as time goes on that I continue seeing movies that do the lower left corner bank gothic font of like <laughs> the location <laughs> yeah, with yeah. that computer noise. Yeah. I'm like, this this feels like twenty five years ago. <laughs> like you know? Mm-hmm. Like what are we still yeah. doing this? You know, I don't always I don't always hate that in like every
2: instance, but
0: I feel like you should use yeah, a different it's, font and a different it's bad. noise. At this point. Yeah. There's other ways to do it.
2: They were it. definitely going around a lot, too. Yeah, we'll just do what, um, speaking of, like, DC movies, uh, like, James Gunn's uh, The Suicide Squad, like, had a bunch of, like, creative, like, kind of diegetic title cards, like, baked in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have oh, yeah. to just, like, put a stupid little bit of text with the, yeah.
0: Yeah, find a creative way to do it. Yeah, it's like
1: text on a beach and then, like, yeah. the, the wave, like, washes That's away. yeah. Yeah. It's like,
0: yeah, exactly. Don't just be lazy. Yeah, I don't it.
1: always hate it. Uh Uh-huh. And yeah, it's just jumping around so much. Yeah, the pacing is like really bad and it takes so long for Black Adam to show up and you know, once Dwayne Johnson does show up, like, I do like him. I do think there's like times where his charisma, his charisma, like, kind of, yeah. I was gonna say like charismatic personality or something. I guess it's the same thing. But like, it does come out, like, in like tiny moments, but like, he's mostly really dour in the movie. He's mostly, yeah, just like kind of floating through walls and like (laughs) acting very stoic and stern and it's like really boring he's like really boring in this movie i'm I'm, like that's such a shame because they could have done something there they could have brought out like some kind of sarcastic fun like you do see in the fast and furious movies i don't like the movies he's in usually but i do think he's usually like one of the best parts of the movies he's in um he can be fun he is in good stuff yeah, I just mean, like, those Fast and Furious movies. I don't think he's uh, been in a good movie, right? Unless... Not, well, I guess I could think of one, maybe, but it's it's kind of hard for me. I guess I could look at yeah, my other Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult with
2: him. Yeah.
1: In the Fast and Furious movies, he's, like, one of the best parts. I'm like, okay, he's fun in those. But... Yeah, he works <laughs>
2: in those movies because, like... Yeah. The- they're, they're like almost know what they are a bit more. Like they, they don't even try more <laughs> to go above the self Yeah, a more chill. I feel like when you're playing with characters like this, you've got to have a certain level of self awareness, you know? Like, I just kept getting, <laughs> I was chuckling to myself at like this, the Hawk character and like how restrictive like that mask was and you could just see yeah. his eyes, like, just, <laughs> like trying to act through them. And it's just like, uh, yeah, like that There are certain writers, there are certain filmmakers who could take some of these characters and find a fun slant, put Black Adam up against Shazam, then you have the stoic against the more comedic, and then you have something there, not like... Man, fighting a demon and just turning into the just same old shit we've been seeing for the past like twenty years with these movies. Like, you want yeah. some tong- tongue in cheek? The villain
0: from the King James Bible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, so frustrating. So so just boring. How can how can a movie like like this like it's just pure effects and spectacle and action? It's just so it's so fucking boring.
0: It, it numbs you. Oh yeah, it numbs you. And I was just like, kind of. By the end of it I was just like not even really absorbing the film and uh my friend Shay that I watched it with uh pointed out <laughs> to me on the car ride back home he's like wow they they really kind of hyped up this this like demon army and then you punch them and they disintegrate they were like <laughs> less dangerous than <laughs> yeah, like a pack of townspeople, like, yeah like <laughs> yeah, the exactly. mom was like kicking their ass and you know like what was yeah. the point? We have to fight everybody. We have to
1: fight them. <laughs> that scene <was> so bad. <laughs> that whole ending part. Yeah. Holy shit.
0: If you didn't even, like, kill Satan, if that's his army, like, what's uh-huh. the big deal?
1: <laughs> I forgot but about that whole thing. Even if the
0: Black Adam didn't show uh, up. Like, uh, it seems like everybody had it under control. <laughs> Yeah, basically, right? It's just like, or the army
1: could have came in. The, the the doctor fate thing, they throw out all that bullshit where he's like, I'm going to die later. So he like sees the future or whatever. And then, yeah, that, that hawk guy, like, it's so fucking convoluted what they try to do with that. He like kills himself like dr fake goes in <laughs> yeah
2: it's so dumb and predictable and they're so uncreative of like so the, the the main character is this like he's basically superman right he's he's basically invincible he's bulletproof yeah he'll fly around his only weakness is like a, a mineral <laughs> um it's like the same thing oh yeah um but what so they got to come up with these like hurdles for him to overcome which manifests as like video game-ass motorbikes that, like, fly around that are powered <laughs> by a... T- that's, like, just Hulk Ultimate Destruction, like, just dumb-ass <laughs> shit. It's, like, so goofy.
1: Yeah, it's like a fucking video game. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's so
0: dumb. It was very video The CG
1: gaming. is really fucking bad. Yeah. It's just so much of it. It's way too much. It doesn't look as polished as the Marvel stuff. It's way too, like, yeah. The whole movie looked ugly. The whole movie was gray. It's just so gray and ugly.
0: Someone left a comment on my. I I recently reacted to the uh, Avatar Two trailer two on my channel, and someone Mm. left a comment that was really interesting because it really put things into perspective of like them just saying, "This is Avatar is the type of movie that you get when you allow." Uh, visual effects artists and animators, the time they need to actually finish and complete their project with the resources mm. that they need, right? Because the effects in those movies look <laughs> yeah. great.
1: Yeah, that movie looks much better. Oh, it looks oh no shit, just from the trailer. Right? And and,
0: and yeah. in all of these other films, it seems like it it would be possible to have things that look lo- that great. But it's consistently we hear time and time again, animators and visual so effects out. artists are just treated like shit. They're forced to crunch and work a lot of hours, like even without pay, sometimes without credit, like, and just these yeah. unrealistic deadlines yeah. and just like constricting the uh, the quality of the art. Uh, fuck, yeah, it's really the assembly disappointing.
2: line nature. Where, like, it, let's be real, like the majority of like the big superhero movies on this scale, they might as well be. Animated movies, like they would look better if they were, like exactly. <laughs> yeah. At least you might have a Spider Verse thing where you can have some style, and it'd be like a tonal thing and a like expressive yeah. thing. We feel like some voices uh-huh. are going through, but it's so much is lost through this like just mess <laughs> of CG shit. Where yeah. it's not like an Avatar, where you feel like yeah, this is like James Cameron's ideas <laughs> and story and like proficiency shining <laughs> through. Like it's, it's just it does just feel like a bunch of animators just like bashing, like,
0: uh-huh.
2: action figures together.
0: <laughs> yeah, it feels like uh-huh. this movie was written by a fucking child. Honestly. <laughs> like, and then you hit the helicopter with bam, boom. Like, that's yeah. what I felt the entire time. It can't
1: be CG. The nerds need to see Dwayne Johnson in the suit. They need to see yeah, the with it, it
2: feels like it's overcompensating, trying to be too cool. I don't know if I've seen <laughs> a superhero movie like yeah. this since Aquaman, where it's like... <laughs> We know this is kind of lame and we like have to really like, okay, we're putting The Rock in there because we know everyone loves The Rock and he's like a macho guy, he's huge, he's strong. <laughs> Everyone's going to love it just for these reasons. And it's just like, it comes across the total inverse to me. It's like
0: <laughs> hilariously <laughs> lame.
2: <laughs> yeah. Going back to the point
1: of like, he just fucking kills people, Black Adam. He's just like in the opening action sequence, so he's introduced or whatever. He's like kills like a whole room of bad guys. It's like absolutely brutal. I'm like, damn! Yeah, I was what hoping the for fuck? more of
2: that. I was hoping they were gonna lean yeah. into that more. Because, like, I could you see you actually doing something a bit more fun with that?
1: I could like something like that, but it's just the way the movie handled it was so silly. It's like, again, what are you doing with this universe? Because Batman is kind of against that. It's just so weird where this movie stands, um, and it is tied into like Peacemaker too. There is like a a character oh, that shows up, yeah, and that, it's the same character from. Freaking Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, you know, the James Gunn version. It's, like, one of the people, like, in the office, you know, in the control oh, really? center okay. with Waller. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. The one who's, like, married to James Gunn.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, they're trying to build out a universe over here. I think they're her name is Hawthorne,
1: be- in, like, in the in the universe or whatever. I think her name's Hawthorne. Yeah, they're trying to, like, expand it out, but it's like, yeah. So that's all connected to, like, the Suicide Squad, but is that connected to, like, you know, Batman versus Superman, or is that, like, not... You know, they all kind of do their own thing, It is really difficult to
2: keep track of, like, what is what in this universe. Oh,
1: yeah. It's, like, almost impossible at this point. It might be better to, like blandify it a bit just so it's a little more consistent because we're going for like Zack Snyder shit to Patty Jenkins and what she did and yeah and who who did
2: Aquaman oh uh uh Juan yeah Wong? James Wan yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no if they did lean more into like the opposite Marvel like they were finding success with the Batman yeah I think that's Joker what they're, they're trying to do yeah well they're trying to do everything
1: well yeah that too <laughs> they're trying to give each one like a bit of personality but like the Marvel ones, they're like people say, like, oh, they're bland or whatever. But I'm like, okay, at least they're like a bit more consistent when you there's, watch yeah, them.
2: Yeah, there's a consi- at least a yeah. consistency there.
1: Yeah, um, they are stylized. Yeah,
2: Adam, that tweet you put in the uh, in the group <laughs> chat, um, I'd forgotten about that. That's, that's that funny. Um I'll just read it. Yeah, I feel please. like the critics who gave Black Adam low scores are the kind of people who sit around drinking wine while listening to fancy music and saying that movies are art.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, that is yeah, true. So that was on Twitter. People who give Black Adam low scores think that movies are art. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm kid- I love the self-awareness the unintentional <laughs> self-awareness here. And you, we're not gonna yeah. say who the guy is, obviously. But like no. their bio is like they they're an owner of like a geek culture like comic book thing and it's like okay buddy
2: yeah we're like you can still enjoy it man
0: oh yeah i don't want if he enjoys it i love it like please power to you please enjoy it but it's funny that people just refuse to accept that like other people can have a different experience with art yeah uh, but i guess this person doesn't think it's art it's i don't know what he thinks it is i don't know what he thinks a film is if not <laughs> art but uh but yeah it's crazy because like a lot of things like this like the people's response to suicide squad like uh angry joe like subtweeted me <laughs> he was like really pissed really? off that i get well yeah because of my suicide squad review he was like really really mad at me and tweeted with me about me without mentioning the ori- sorry
2: the original one of or the
0: the original we'll one we saw yeah. suicide squad yeah. Su-
2: Okay, okay yeah. okay yeah
0: and it's just like it's so obvious that there's certain people where like they don't see films as art and they just watch these movies as a vehicle to justify their obsession over like comic book characters and these action figures that they've loved since they were a child and they're like but this i like this action figure and it's in the mo- it's in the movie that's therefore the movie's awesome sort of thing right yeah. it's like i don't know what like standard you have the
2: few like rare genuine like comic book fans who like really love like the specific run of black adam and seeing him on screen is like tickling (laughs) a certain part of their brain it's like oh i've I've always dreamed of seeing him on the big screen like yeah i'm sure those people are out there but yeah like
1: always dreamed of fighting or him fighting satan
2: Yeah, weird. I'm sure it's in the comics somewhere, man. But yeah. I actually have a tweet as well from the rock himself
0: that oh, I thought please. was quite yeah. funny. He's always about funny. About
2: this damn movie. So IGN posted like a like a <laughs> box office update about Black Panther saying it's earned over 400 million um and that it's overtaken Black Adam. Um to which Dwayne replied to the tweet saying, Crying emoji, what a neutral post. I love competing, but IGN, you guys are in the biz with us. There's no competition with the established global brand of Black Panther compared to Black Adam and JSA, who a year ago no one had even heard of. No need to knock us, we're new babies and have to grow.
0: Can you link me this? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's really <laughs> that's, that's <fucking> bizarre.
2: <laughs> New so he, a, does he, does is, he feel like like his masculinity has
0: been challenged with this? Why yeah, is he like? What's the <laughs> what's uh, the point of weird. mentioning Black Panther? <laughs> like it's weird to like bring that in. Yeah, the... it's not your movie. Oh, yeah. here we go. He's responding to okay. Yeah, there we go. So the two movies are out at the same time, and he's responding to a tweet of them comparing box office numbers.
1: Oh, uh, it's not a big deal. I mean. I don't know why he even needed to respond to that.
0: Honestly, he, <laughs> he didn't need to respond. Well, look. Okay, yeah. 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 it
2: makes him look like he's like embarrassed. Oh, he
0: is. <laughs> like, look at the literally oh, the yeah. first the first <laughs> character he types is laughing crying emoji, which is the most insecure thing you can possibly ever oh, type. Oh, aggressive as fuck! It literally is. It's like. The entire point of using the crying laughing emoji is just to say, I'm not upset. Look at look at the facial expression that I, I, I care that you care that uh, that you know that I'm doing the cr- lying crafting, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> crying laughing. And that is the opposite of being upset. Like, every single time that's ever been used, it's been like that. Like, no one's actually ever been, like, crying and laughing. It's, they've, they've just been crying when they use that shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's so obvious. Well, yeah, yeah, when I first
2: read it, I thought it was like just one of the string of impersonation thingies with this. I oh, yeah, up the verification thing is on Twitter. At that's the so it's, funny. No, it's real. You can search it up.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't say DC is a baby at this point either. Yeah. It's been around for a
2: while. Yeah, that's the thing. You'd think after, like, how many movies have they made? It must be, must be over 10, oh. 15.
1: They've been around like a, almost as long like a, as no excuse, Marvel has. There's like no These movies are yeah.
2: huge. They're, there's a huge, like, hungry audience for superhero movies. It seems like he's just, like, trying to cope on that one. Yeah. I just don't know what they're what the fuck they're doing. But did they expect this to be, like, a Fast and Furious type, like, billions I don't know the what service. they were trying to they do must with have. this. They must have thought yeah. the Rock would be able to power through. And,
1: and like, how and is this going to tie in? Like, is he going to fight Superman or is he going to fight...
2: Just say, how yeah, we, like, I suppose we should mention that because like, that's, that's the tease in the in the like oh, yeah, credits. I stayed is for that. I'm
1: like, oh that was oh, so predictable. Yeah. That was like the most predictable
0: thing. I'm like, oh I gotta stay for the post credit. Let me guess. Superman could chose- <laughs> show It was what? so weird. I was like, is this a twist? Like, we know he's in the same yeah. universe. It was announced.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was announced in the news that like he's back because <laughs> Superman. I'm like, so yeah, funny. I know this.
0: Why would yeah. they announce it before the end of the trailer? That would have been built more hype for this movie. People would have been talking about it. Yeah,
1: yet. people are like Shh, don't spoil it. I'm like, it was in the news that he's back as Superman. Like, what do you guys not read the news?
2: They 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 kind people of sandbagged their own Superman like return thing though That's because funny. I, I don't know if, I don't know if the movie's even really doing that well. Like I I got this nah. article uh, from Comic Book Movies saying. Uh, Black Adam's unlikely to turn a profit, leaving possible sequel plans in doubt. So, if this was supposed to be, like, a key part oh, yeah. of their plan, like, they're kind of fucked.
0: Everything was writing on this. <laughs> <laughs> there was nobody, yeah. there was there were two other people in the theater when I saw it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't yeah, an evening was like show. Three. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. It wasn't, like, a Marvel movie where it was, like, packed. Yeah, I yeah. was there and no. it was, like, a family, like, in front of me. And they were like, yeah, just like watching the movie. And there's, I think, maybe one other person there. But he yeah. was like, nobody there. Which is weird. You know, Black Panther was packed. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely packed. Of course. I just thought the setting the setting was really dumb of the film as well. <laughs> Whatever. I think it's taken from the comic book. Like, wherever
0: Black Panther's little kingdom stale is. It and, and repetitive then, and boring. Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, yeah, it just looked like shit. It was like all fucking gray. And they're like, "Oh yeah, Black eye, we were saving us by fucking destroying property, <laughs> Just blowing up yeah. it. it was like Man of Steel all over again." It's like they're fighting in the middle of the city, blowing shit up. Yeah, it's like why is everyone taking from Man of Steel? It's like the damn uh, Eternals movie.
0: How do you oh, feel yeah. about the uh, the the insistence and uh, <laughs> constant implication? That Black Adam can do what superheroes can't because they can't kill people. So, Black Adam's better because he's not a superhero even though he's <laughs> doesn't do anything really villain-like in the movie. It, it, it,
1: he's so inconsistent.
0: <laughs> the only thing he does that's villain-like is just like murdering people. He's just
1: like, yeah, I kill people. I don't give a fuck. It's like There's like, <laughs> like no one can stop him. It's just like such a weird um dynamic for the character and the, him and the hawk guy character mm-hmm. is I, I don't know it, none of them had any chemistry it was so rushed
2: yeah Ugh. what do you think so what about weird. the twist it like builds up to this like crazy reveal where it turns out that like in the, in the opening exposition it wasn't actually black adam's backstory it was his son's backstory
0: oh but because of how they obscured
2: <laughs> like the reveal <laughs> like the the statue that he keeps looking yeah. at oh it's not actually him so it's the son it. and the, yeah it was like this really like convoluted like twist to try and add like some sort of reveal for like oh we're at that point in the where it feels like then see some sort of reveal let's uh let's whip something out um it's, yeah yeah like like everything else it, it doesn't land or really do anything
0: (laughs) i yeah i you total bullshit i couldn't have told you that there was a twist in the movie i was just so (laughs) i was yeah i wasn't i wasn't really properly absorbing basically anything that they were trying to do narratively because it was just so it was so shit it was so conflicting and it was just like it was the most boring narrative they possibly could have created man that that was pretty bad that whole part every character was annoying yeah, those sidekick characters, like yeah. Macro Deadpool and the other girl, <laughs> <laughs> Macro yeah, like Deadpool,
2: Deadpool and Ant Man combined. And they
0: just ke- keep making these like quippy jokes. Oh, and none oh yeah, of, none not, of them are funny. One.
1: not a single fucking joke. I can't even remember one.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of attempts. The
1: funniest parts were the jokes. serious moments, like when the sun is like killed in the flashback. <laughs> it's like an arrow comes out of nowhere. Oh, I'm like Jesus. That was funny. Oh yeah, yeah, so bad.
2: The assassin's going.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a lot of bad performances in the movie. Um, what's her name? Sarah Sahai, or I'm gonna have to double check her name. But yeah, she plays like the mom of like the the main kid or whatever in the movie. She's like a big. Character, yeah,
2: and there's there's the comic relief like oh, her geez. brother character where they're like trying to <laughs> so, like trying I completely forgot this, like, about him until you said-
1: but yeah he's like a big part of it yeah and that was awful yeah
2: yeah yeah and he's like a cartoon character yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: he's the like, comedic relief yeah it is Sarah Shah- Shahi um but yeah she's like a big part of the movie she's like almost kind of a love interest for like Black Adam or like at least like save my son. Something
2: like that. And like a really weird hen- that, that, uh, Henry Winkler like uh, cameo where Atom Smasher like FaceTimes Henry Winkler for some reason. is <laughs> really fucking yeah. weird. <laughs> I don't know what the hell was, was that supposed to be funny? I mean, I, I don't maybe. Really
0: <laughs> so there was a scene where, so the kid is like, yeah, two things. They, they establish yeah. that uh, the kid has the a kid trapped, or the kid, the skateboarding kid. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There's like a trap door in their apartment that leads to the like hallway, and it's like, well, why is that there? And then it's like, oh, so you can escape from the guy that's later, and that's the that's the only reason that's there. But yeah. So the the first scene happens where um. You know, he's interacting with the rock and they're awkwardly going down the stairs together as he's like floating through the center. And then I'm a bit confused about what was happening after that point. So the rock goes and does something and he's flying near the statue. And then there's a bunch of dudes with radios that are bad guys, I guess. And the kid takes a radio and... And because he can't act or enunciate properly, I didn't hear what he said. He was like, attention, all soldiers, Some blah, 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 blah. And I, could, I couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> and I, then there's this weird, like, feels like 20 years ago, like the the beginning of Freddy Got Fingered, where there's like breakbeat music and he's skateboarding and then he like <laughs> drops it into the fucking the, the hot pot or whatever. Why did he do that? Yeah, what yeah. was that all about? What did he say even? <laughs> it, I don't know. that was
2: something to do with like the, the, they kind of worship that statue right that turned out to be the rock's son so I mm-hmm. guess he was seeing it as like now because part of the story is about this like militia that's invading the uh, the land Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess it was supposed to be this like rising up kind of resistance type thing being led by this kid and the rock I guess um <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah it's really really The setting is ca- conduct Stole a
0: radio to like distract them from the rock <laughs> looking at the statue or something.
2: I don't know yeah. what he was trying to achieve. I just thought he was like excited trying to. I don't
0: know why he did that. <laughs> Can someone yeah. please explain in the comments? Because I just yeah. I'm so confused about why that took place. And he apparently did it without telling the rock that he was going to do it. Uh huh. Because he was like almost not going to be saved was the implication and he did the weird like illuminati thing and tried to call out for him like i don't know yeah i don't know what he was doing That's right. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like you you try yeah, to I was understand certain out. parts of it like i i wasn't zoned out then i was like what the fuck is going on and then i just i i just give up i get exhausted i'm like well who gives a shit? Well, it's it's
1: it's just hard to remember because it's been so long. I saw it so so long ago.
2: Was it something to do with the crown? Because that was like the <laughs> the MacGuffin of the movie was the crown that yeah.
1: turns you into a the demon. The crown had you know? powers that gave them like <laughs> yeah, all kinds of shit. Demon powers, yeah.
0: I think it was still in his room at that point, right?
1: Yeah. It, it was in his it's room, like yeah. They on. were trying to get it. That's why the bad guys like breaking into his room, the militia. Or whatever, Black Adam has to fight them yeah. off. But then the crown is taken by the devil guy, or the boy is taken, right? Is it the? Oh I, I forgot what happened to the crown at that oh, point. Oh, because they do I the think, fake out the the take chase the crown chase whatever. Yeah, or I some, think the good guys yeah. have the crown, and then the bad guys take like the kid and, and bring him and hold him for ransom. And then there's like a whole like dramatic scene where the kid like almost gets killed. It's like you know, there's a shield, and that was fucking that atrocious. That scene
0: so. was so frustrating to me. At that point, like, I was checked out. Yeah, was that's like, when I'm like having a hard time. It was trying so hard to be cool and slow-mo, like so much of the other yeah. parts of the movie are. And so it's, you know, to show that The Rock, Black Adam, is so super fast or whatever, you get the slow-mo bullet leaving the chamber. <laughs> it's like traveling it's like, towards the kid. The Rock barely stops it with his yeah. hand. And then The Rock looks, and the guy's putting on the crown like... He apparently ran up there between the bullet exiting the chamber and hitting like almost hitting the kid.
1: Yeah. So he's like almost yeah, that's he almost like has a, has a crown speed. on.
0: How fast is that guy? Mm. <laughs> like Oh that, yeah. He doesn't even have exactly. powers yet.
2: Yeah, he didn't have powers. Well, no, bugs, like, a descendant. How did that happen? It makes no sense.
0: They don't they don't care. They don't care about anything.
2: <laughs> oh my god. It's just like there's there's little tiny yeah. things
0: and
1: that's the guy that becomes like the devil. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah. okay,
0: if I was if I was doing this You know, there would be some cool Uh details about like the accuracy of like slow-mo and time travel. Because there's like, there's a part that's played in regular speed of uh, the guy has a machine gun and the rock is just kind of like moving, you know, his hand around slowly and in kind of just like a smooth pattern blocking every bullet. But it's like, that's not, you couldn't possibly do that unless the implication is he knows where he's going to fire the bullets before he fires them? Like, I thought the implication mm-hmm, is right. he's reacting to the bullets. It's really being fired. Lame. Like, there should be a jittery, mm-hmm. fast motion yeah, of his like he's hand so fast if he he's, can react that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the implication. It's, it's but they filmed a it dumb wrong. Gag. They filmed it wrong. It's like yeah,
1: <laughs> right. It's like Looney Tunes logic. Like it just doesn't fucking <laughs> yeah. matter. Yeah, like uh, I was like the X Men movies. Like they do like the time distortion shit or like slow motion it works really well for those movies yeah Yeah. that stuff's awesome right and this movie it's like so right forgettable you just don't even make the connection yeah i
0: I like when there's attention to detail and i sound like a crazy person for even considering there that there might be such a thing in this film (laughs) you
2: know that's part of the fun of superheroes though is like the mechanics of their powers and like the drawbacks or like consequences of it yeah exactly yeah yeah, Make it interesting. The, one of the fun parts
0: I always say this whenever people get mad that I'm like criticizing the intricacies of something like a time travel movie I'm like if if I'm a fan of this movie I would be doing the same thing like I I love dissecting and appreciating things like that I love when there's attention to detail like I do this with all my favorite movies right like if you're a fan of it you, mm-hmm. should, you should also be doing this should you not like why would I I don't know it's so weird yeah. I understand people
1: well, I'm glad you guys loved the movie.
0: Oh, fucking <laughs> amazing.
1: I knew this would make for a great discussion, yeah. And and I guess it did. Any any bad superhero movie... Yeah,
0: what, what, what did it do? It changed the paradigm... What was the... F- what changed did you say? changed the hierarchy yeah, I feel like, of the yeah. DC... <laughs> the so like Paradigm
2: was in one of the other advertising things, okay, too. Yeah,
0: I'm going to look at where let's that... It changed the hierarchy from. of DC. The hierarchy soon. of the... DCEU Black Adam. Where is this quote from?
2: Yeah, and I searched "Paradigm Black Adam." Is it Black yeah. Adam? Dwayne Johnson teases paradigm shift with intense oh, behind the scenes. Paradigm shift. Sure. Oh, so it's like his advertising. Oh, on here Instagram. he is. Yeah,
0: it's on. He posted on Instagram of him looking like. Here, I'll just send this to you. <laughs>
2: Looks like Gladys. With that <laughs> yeah. arm. Jesus
0: Christ. Instagram, and he's getting real <laughs> yeah, juicy, that's, fucking that's working out, deadlifting. <laughs> and he just posted the hierarchy of power in the DC universe <laughs> is about to change. Hashtag new era. Hashtag <laughs> anti-hero training. Hashtag black atom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's more, let see, there's another one Yeah, we are redefining the
0: superhero paradigm
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's funny we have multiple examples <laughs> It's funny we
0: have like more than one <laughs> The way that he hypes things up, like, I get it He's a pro wrestler It's, it's all about hyping yeah, things That's yeah. the, the, the yeah. career of being a hype man for yourself, right? But it's so funny Because whenever... Whenever things don't go exactly how he wants... Whenever he doesn't have, like, the biggest movie of the year, he always does this weird, like, copium shit. Like, what was it? The <laughs> fucking... It oh, yeah, where uh, he's just like, don't listen to critics, man, blah, 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 blah. What was the... Baywatch? Was the one where he would oh, lose his first, like, unsuccessful movie? even did it with movie. that, um... Uh.
2: Ah, oh, he did it with that video game movie with the giant ape and the the giant rampage. crocodile. The fu- rampage! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he <we> was like <laughs> tweeting out this like, yeah, the biggest video game <laughs> movie ever made. Like all this it's kind of goofy video shit. Video
1: game <laughs> movie. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. I guess it it is, does yeah. read like a
2: really insecure, like hype man type. Thing. Yeah.
0: I, sure. Every single day I exist on this planet, it gets proven more and more like that people who exhibit this like, large, bombastic overconfidence are some of the most just insecure people on the planet <laughs> you mm. know again the crying laughing emoji like fucking elon musk was using that recently uh, <laughs> no, tweeting ooh, about yeah, how yeah. trent Reznor's no longer on twitter he's like turns out trent Reznor is just a crybaby haha i'm cry laughing i'm not upset that celebrities are leaving <laughs> yeah. my platform haha ha, stephen king please love me like fuck dude what a loser it's so crazy it's so
2: embarrassing
1: is just going to score for a, a luca guadiniro movie what a loser
2: the richest man yeah. in the world.
0: Yeah, like Trent Reznor is in an incredibly successful place in his life. If he doesn't want to use Twitter, okay, that's his decision. <laughs> like, could you, the owner of the platform now is like calling people out who don't want to use the website. Like, that's crazy.
2: That's, yeah. As much as I like hate Twitter, that's the one thing I'll give it is to like just bring out this side of like celebrities just so we can like truly see the facade, like just crumbling. Oh, yeah.
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I don't know. Um. So, you want to get into ratings for Black?
2: Two
0: out of ten!
1: Um, I was about to say Black Panther.
0: Easy two! Damn, holy shit. Is that low?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's
0: that low. That's, that's
1: fine. Yeah. I didn't expect that low. Is that yeah, the same my... as Morbius? Because, yeah, for me, this is, like, not I as bad I think I gave Morbius a that three. Would, that would be my only thing.
2: <laughs> oh, see. man. So, yeah, I thought Morbius was worse, personally. Yeah, um... Morbius is worse. This was kind of just exactly what I was expecting and exactly yeah. what I'd imagine a rock-led superhero movie to be. Um, th- to me, this is a, like a two-star, two out of five-star. Um, uh, yeah, it's just nothing about it that's interesting. Yeah, the kind of, toned down Snyder thing with all that slow motion and the kind of dreariness and darkness but then also it can't commit to that it has to put in the like Marvel kind of side characters and the quips and the jokes and it's just yeah, and the really achieves nothing it seems yeah. clawing and embarrassing and just like this mm-hmm. cringy hype piece for The Rock so I'm kind of glad it's not doing well because I really thought uh, it's difficult <laughs> isn't it? it's difficult to predict you know
1: uh huh sure but that's exactly what it is you know it is like one of these things that's been in the works for years like in the pipeline. Just make it for The Rock. And yeah, so that's just exactly what it feels like. It's like, it's, why does this even exist? Yeah. I got to give it a, a ten. two out of five. Oh. Ten out of ten. <laughs> no, two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a two out of five. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not as, It's just not as bad as Morbius. I mean, to me, it's not even, I think it's worse
0: than Morbius. They're not even yeah, the same bad the part of it. Much was... Like,
1: Morbius was just such a meme. Yeah. What's weird about this is <laughs> like, just okay, just bad, so. Man. we
0: have obviously the rocket has huge star power he's the i believe still the highest paid actor in hollywood uh many of his films are successful but it's interesting that they would still decide to make this because the films that he's in that are successful are generally not as dreary and darkly toned Right, Because people who want to see The Rock, yeah. they want to see it for his charisma, and his charisma works well in movies where he's charismatic, and where, he, you know, like, where, he's in the jungle, ha ha, whoops, I hope this doesn't happen, silly tone, bop bop bop, you know, like, that's what people have been <laughs> seeing with him in it consistently right. forever, and so they're releasing this thing, it's like fucking, when Will Smith did After Earth, it's like, this is the opposite of what people <laughs> wanted to see you do mm-hmm. like why would yeah, you make yourself yeah. this dark depressing angry character like people w- people want to see fresh prints you know
2: yeah people want to see red notice people want
0: to see <laughs> <from Hitch. him. laughs> yeah exactly yeah so i don't know what they were thinking
1: maybe it's more true to the character but yeah it just doesn't work like
0: you could have made it work they could have they had didn't. The Rock as Shazam. That's the thing,
2: though. If he if he cared about being true to the character, like, if he cared yeah. about being true to the yeah, character, if I'm sure cared, they could have yeah. actually done something <laughs> with the framing and not have to make this awkward, like, hype piece
0: for him. Could you imagine if yeah. The Rock was Shazam? That movie would have made, like, ten times as much money.
1: <laughs> true. Yeah, maybe they should have yeah. done that.
0: Because it would have worked well for... It. Like, he, the, he could have... Played the character and the juxtaposition between, you know, his stature and the child would have been exaggerated too and, you know, added yeah, extra Yeah, with him playing of... a kid.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there could have been some, some funny humor there. That would have worked. Um, I'm pretty sure there sure. was actually like, I'm pretty sure he like, he had the choice between playing those two characters. Really? And he was, like, was asking <laughs> his fans and they what? wanted him to play Black Adam. <laughs> Why? <so> he... <laughs> He chose that because I guess it's uh quote unquote cooler and edgier, and everyone wants to oh. be the like cool villain, I suppose um <laughs> that changes the hierarchy and shifts the paradigm, yeah <laughs> yeah, you got to just shift the paradigm, but that's the funny thing too. it's like anyone who actually <laughs> likes these kind of stories in these superhero uh-huh. movies will know that like evil superman basically. It's just not. Uh It's like that's not like a new or fresh idea. Like, come on, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's been that's been played around with for so long now.
0: You're you're right, Adam. Hmm? Yeah, no, I hit my elbow. Say ow! uh,
1: Yeah. DVD uh,
2: okay. Case, so. Oh, I thought I was you like, were just happened? reacting to the rock. <laughs>
0: yeah, I thought you were reacting to the movie. <laughs> Ow, my eyes! Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, not not a good movie. That's, that's my quote on the DVD cover. Ow, <laughs> <Adam>. <laughs> on the on, yeah, <laughs> on the VHS cover. <laughs> I was
2: yeah, I was really hoping that you know they put him in the movie at a certain point. They just like put him in cryo's <laughs> sleep. I was like, oh cool. Is it gonna like yeah. end here if the credits just play, <laughs> that was the suicide squad lady. That it was that lady, yeah, The yeah. Blonde lady. So they could, yeah, shove that into the universe too. And put like, yeah, uh, I was Jennifer just thinking Holland. about all those channels yeah. that like take screenshots from these movies with the big red circles. And look who's in the background
1: <laughs> for <of> the, <laughs> so the thumbnail, the cry asleep scene, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, oh, I love God.
1: those, yeah, there's such memes, those kinds of thumbnails i i said them as a like like you know to my friends all the time messages like does he know
2: but yeah black adam explained sort of shit yeah all right i guess that's black
0: adam uh i just (laughs) yeah i uh uh I found the angry Joe tweet (laughs) of him. This was after I released my review and I, it was a short review and I was mentioning the, that people were rating the film before it was like even out (laughs) and all these. And so his, his claim is that my two out of 10 is to compensate the uh, high ratings from fanboys. But I never said that. I just I gave it a two out of ten because it was a two out of ten movie. <laughs> God, I don't know what
2: it was about that movie. I think I even got an Angry Joe comment around that era when yeah. I was talking about Suicide Squad because this man, damn, <laughs> Something about these superhero movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's weird to up. me because like, what was the? Yeah, recently it was like what the hell? The new Hellraiser movie is a movie that like a lot of people don't like, and I loved, and I just what did I do? I like made a video about it, and I I didn't be like oh. This person that, like, it's so weird and insecure to, like, no matter what anybody Mm -hmm. else thinks about the movie, that's not going to, like, change what it means to me. So, I don't know why other people, like, people like this feel like they need everybody else to validate their opinions like that, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it comes across as sort of insecurity.
0: Yeah, like, why, you just, you can enjoy it, and I cannot enjoy it. And we can have our own experiences with art, you know? It's crazy. Anyway, that's (laughs) fine. Whatever. Yeah, Um, it's crazy. Boogie Woogie time. Boogie Woogie Woogie.
1: There is a movie called Boogie Woogie with Heather Graham.
0: Oh, that's not what we're
1: talking about. No, no, no. We're talking about Boogie Nights. I don't even know if you guys have seen that. I haven't. I haven't seen Boogie Woogie. Have you seen Boogie Woogie? (laughs) No, I haven't seen Boogie Woogie. I'm sure it's fine, but we're talking about Boogie Nights from 1997, the year I was born. Um, I gotta look up the exact date, like the movie came out. I want to see if it's like around my my birthday. Um, I have been saying that a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> gotta look up, <laughs> gotta look up something. Sure. Um, so this movie is by Paul Thomas Anderson. It's about. Bunch of porn stars. Mark Wahlberg's a porn star named spoiler Eddie Adams or Dirk Diggler. Yeah, spoiler discussion. His name is Dirk Diggler. And <laughs> it's, it's about his like, it's like a rise and fall story done in a sort of satirical slant where, you know, it's obviously about a bunch of people in the porn industry, but it is like this rags to riches, um, and fall again story where, You see, like, oh, you get the appeal of like why this character, you know, wanted to be a porn star, and he goes into making porno films, and he he wins all kinds of awards and success, and then, you know, at some point, the movie kind of takes like a really interesting um tonal shift, or gets much darker. Yeah. And um, it also becomes more of a like a character ensemble and less focused on Mark Wahlberg, particularly, because there's many other interesting characters, and, yeah, it focuses more on them as the movie goes along, which is great. I mean, there's a lot of great performances in this movie. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, every movie he's in, he's great. Uh, Louise Guzman's really good, William H. Macy, Heather Graham, John C. Riley, Don Cheadle, Burt Reynolds, you know, J- Julianne Moore. Yeah, it's a great cast, yeah, of uh, actors they have. You want to add something? <laughs> yes,
2: absolutely, Chalker. Um Yeah, I, yeah. I loved this. Um, yeah, even in actually, no, I'll get into that in a second. But uh, yeah, it's just the because that we previously, I think you recommended Punch Drunk Love. Um,
1: yeah, Paul Thomas and, Anderson. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, That's yeah, the last yeah. Thing. Um,
2: yeah. It was just reminding me of that the sensitivity and the. Kind of empathy that his writing brings forward with some of these characters because it would be easy, especially with that mm. satirical slant, to uh, take the humanity out of some of them. But um despite that comedy and how funny it can be, like there's real real drama in there and a lot of like pain and misery. Kind of watching this fucked up family basically uh, form uh, throughout <laughs> the movie, and uh, that's basically where it concludes. It's like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gathered around a pool and. Yeah. You've seen, family. like, this huge, significant part of their lives. Um,
1: <laughs> at first, I-, I thought you meant the scene at the beginning, toward the beginning with Mark Wahlberg's family, where you see him, like, is Bob yelling at him. Well, yeah, that's kind of the inverse. <laughs> like, like, And that's kind of the yeah. point, because it's like, his, well, yeah, well, you they you come from came this pained from. background, yeah, and they're all, exactly. they all have this kind of
2: hurt, and they're all, like, longing and searching uh-huh. for something that they happen to find with this, uh, this, this group right. of misfits. He-
1: Heather Graham's character... Yeah, she's, like, harassed in class and they all find solace in, like, yeah, this weird group of people who make portal movies of, under um the, the Burt Reynolds character. Did you um, notice Jack that yeah, um, the,
0: the, the guy that was harassing her in class was the same guy in the limo that she, like, kicked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. That was one of the, the few little tiny details. Not at I first. Saying, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I <laughs> That's a cool one. that tie back personally. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but I liked what it brought but, out of the characters yeah. in the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I thought it was great. Um, it's definitely up there for for PTA.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Although he's got a lot of great films, <laughs> it's a really high bar. That's um, true. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's a it's a favorite of mine
1: personally. It's yeah. like maybe top two.
0: I think the only one Listen. I haven't seen now mm-hmm. is his first one. What was it Heart Eight? Is that what it's called? Oh yeah, heartache. I yeah. haven't seen that either. Okay. Yeah, um, me there
1: will be blood. That's my other favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's my
2: favorite. Um,
1: this yeah. is
0: a this is a film that is very ambitiously big. Um, yeah, and it's, it's not it's even epic. It's not even like conceptually like that big of a story, but just how they present it, and there's such a huge cast, entirely star studded. Um, a lot of actors in this film, where I'm like, "Holy shit, you're skinny!" Like <laughs> John C. Riley, his yeah. head looks like too big, and I'm like, I can't tell if that's just because I'm <laughs> I'm used to seeing him bigger, the rest of his body bigger, and his head just stayed yeah. the same. I'm like, your, "Your head just seems too big for your body." Like all of these actors <laughs> is just yeah. so skinny. Extremely committed to the period like,
2: piece nature of the 1970s. Uh-huh, right. That right. Was yeah, the right.
1: Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. They're all they're, they all look great. Yeah, and it's a career highlight I think for all of them.
0: Yeah, they were for all Marky seriously Mark, seriously great in the movie. For yeah, uh, Doc Ock, what's his name?
2: Alfred Molina, yeah, Alfred yeah, Molina. Yeah, I was really yeah. surprised when he showed up, and that was what a fantastic scene. His
0: little scene, that's
1: like later on. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's like a little, um, you know, and then <laughs> like mm-hmm. a little
0: aside. It was yeah. so great. I yeah. love that. I love that part. Good casting uh, all around, and it it doesn't feel bloated. Also. Somehow. No, not even at all, it's so despite long, its runtime.
2: Yeah. It is a fairly long and film and it you know, juggles characters. it all extremely well.
0: well. Well, yeah. It has such an energy
1: to it. Like, even just the camera work and the way everything's shot. Yeah, it really, like, it keeps going. There's a great pace to it. It's really fast moving. And, yeah, like I said, the, the tonal shifts. Like, it gets very serious. And it's like, it works so well. Like, in some movies it might not work. But, yeah, once it gets into, like, the, the donut shop scene and like the shit mm-hmm. like that the, yeah, the rapes in the car mm-hmm.
2: uh
1: uh-huh, the, the drug abuse and like yeah his fall from grace him getting abused in the car and yeah all kinds of shit like that it, it gets really dark <laughs> that's great because you don't think it's going to go there um where, what happens with william h macy and his little subplot with his wife mm-hmm. that character yeah I, I love all that stuff and yeah it all just it, it comes to a head and it's like kind of a precursor to something like magnolia i don't know if you guys have seen that where it's like a ton of different characters all
0: like i need to see it again when i watched it yeah Yeah, i need to it was like that i think this
1: movie is definitely better i do think this is better and i think it handles like all those different characters coming together um and like all their different like subplots converging and whatever just because there is that central character of mark Wahlberg, like tying the whole movie together and his journey of, like, becoming a star in, like, you know, the porno <laughs> film sphere, which is, like, yeah. just so fascinating in the way the movie presents it. Um, And, yeah, it's, like, the authenticity in it. This
2: idea so. of, um, despite its length and despite how much you see and how much kind of growth you see the characters go through, Um, I was reading through, like, some of the trivia and... I saw it pointed out that, like, basically all of the characters are exactly the same at the end as they are at the beginning. But that takes nothing away from the movie at all. It really enforces it. Um, and you, you get such a good impression of, like, what each one of these characters is about. And it still yeah, manages to sure. shove in yeah. so much, so much, so many, like, themes and ideas and explore all these concepts, be it 70s drug and disco scene or porno and the technology destroying that industry and just this weird like pocket Mm -hmm. of time where this one type of product was booming in this certain way so you you could have these kind of porno stars on this level um
0: yeah yeah. and and, and this
2: idea of like um (laughs) i love uh burt reynolds character he's like his motivation is trying to make like a a a real (laughs) like art yeah. film basically out of out of porn. And we've we've been asked that a bunch <laughs> of times like on in the questions thread about like porn and is it possible for it to cross that line into being like a true art film or whatever and
0: every porn it, like, I look at that art. and
2: explores it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: true. literally yeah, you know, animated yeah. so yeah it's alright yeah. 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 well they live in like this
1: environment where it is kind of like the Oscars where they're giving each other awards and going to ceremonies and there's like yeah. this ego yeah. attached to it that yeah. makes them want to like you know that's, like, kind of what happens. Like, you say they don't change. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of true. But it is more of, like, they do go on a journey throughout the film where For
2: sure. they, they there's a point a where they, they,
1: feel, they feel they're feel they almost better than being in, like, pornos. So, they kind of try to go outside themselves a bit, like every character. But then they kind of fail. And they all kind of retreat back into the, the solace of, like, you know, that industry and being around those same people. And that's, like, the end of the movie. It's kind of, like, a bittersweet ending. Mm-hmm. But there is, like, a dark... Kind of like interpretation of it that I think is kind of cool and and really interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I I don't know. What, the the soundtrack for this movie is fucking great, mm. really awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that that keeps up the energy as well. The disco.
0: I loved the soundtrack to this movie. Yeah, my only real criticism of this movie is that I felt like oh, the boy. first <laughs> half of the movie was kind of like. The soundtrack was doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of the uh, keeping the pacing together. I found I found that it got a lot more interesting in the second half, um, like independent of the soundtrack, and you know it, the soundtrack wasn't used as heavily in the second half. Um, yeah, the first half of the movie so, yeah, it's I liked still great contrast though. But oh yeah, the contrast made it like definitely worth it. That's but. what I
2: that's what I dug about it because you're kind yeah. of there with him with that energy with his rise, and then it kind of stops being as preppy and hopeful once the 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 kind of unravels and the truth behind what's going on kind of comes clear
0: again i loved this movie but i i would say that it felt in terms of like a narrative it felt like kind of borderline meandering for the first half of the movie and it's a long movie so the first half is a long time um and i was enjoying it because i was enjoying the songs (laughs) you know and i was like haha just kind of like nodding along and like always you know, upbeat, just like oh yeah, I like where this is going with the music. But I was, you know, kind of itching. I'm like, I, I'm hoping this goes somewhere a bit more interesting, where it's not like as reliant on the the heavy soundtrack. And it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's uh, yeah I had the exact same <laughs> yeah.
2: thoughts, but that payoff yeah. is just so strong. It, it yeah, yeah, it makes it work as a whole to me.
1: Yeah, the whole movie, and, and it's helped that the music complements the visuals mm. too. The movie is really awesome cinematography and I think the opening for the film is iconic how it's that o- long opener shot yeah, yeah. with the sign and yeah it, that's when it establishes that this is going to be such a fast paced fun movie with a lot of style and it About basically maintains yeah. that yeah with a lot of characters like going between them and yeah the movie maintains that pace throughout basically the entire thing it never dragged for me at all and it's really saying something for a movie so long yeah it's such a great film Like, it's so entertaining and well-made. Yeah, great music, too. Yeah, like we were saying. Um, And, yeah, it's a fun period to explore. Like, oh, you can use that music because it's fitting for the period. (laughs) Paul Thomas Anderson's really good at that, the period pieces. Like, I love Licorice Pizza, too. And whenever he makes a movie like this and just explores, like, a period of time.
0: There is a very um, heavy, like, sense of admiration and nostalgia for the time periods in his film.
1: Yeah, he's good at it. Uh Uh-huh. And it ties into the characters and how, you know, it informs them and how they act.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. He was born in 1970. So,
1: it's Mm kind of like, you know, me being born born in the
0: 90s and being nostalgic for the 90s, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, You're still a kid, but you still, like, kind of have this, you know rose-colored glasses sort of thing for that time period. Yeah,
2: romanticize kind of, yeah. Maybe
0: because yeah. you were a kid, maybe because, you know, life didn't really hit you yet, <laughs> you're just kind of no responsibility. That's part but,
2: of what's so good about it, though, is that it doesn't, like, fully romanticize mm-hmm. it, the, the satire angle. Like, the these characters there are, like, pained, and there's a lot of, like, exploitation and, like, filth that comes about as a result yeah. of
0: this. It almost, like – I'm wondering, maybe I'm, like, trying to – think too hard into like the meaning of him creating this film. Cause at times that at times in the first half of the film, it really feels like, Oh wow. This is kind of like almost like sexually liberating in a way because of how casually these characters are treating sex. And you know, it's, it's like kind of like an honest reflection of the industry where to these people, it's just like, Oh yeah, sex, whatever. It's like, it's not like a big deal in their lives. And then second half of the movie kind of comes in. It's like, it's almost feeling like, like almost like a weird kind of like PSA of like don't do porn, <laughs> you know, like sort of thing. Yeah. It's almost like a moral lesson there, and I was like, maybe, maybe it's neither. Maybe it's he's just telling a story, and it's there is no like prescription, right? But,
2: it definitely does deal with the idea of sort of like commodifying sex and kind of turning it into a product. And mm-hmm. how kind of there are some kind of creepy scenes where they are like really like just plainly describing what perhaps should be kind of like an intimate or personal moment but there's like a crew of people there and it's just like a a weird kind of environment and especially when it gets more into like the Julianne Moore like, character kind of being this like, motherly figure to a bunch of them because they clearly lacked that in their lives in a certain way some of the characters mm-hmm. under them like the rollerblade girl and there is something disturbing about it um, and how it uses sex like that including with the the, uh, William H Macy um, and his wife, and where that goes, like it—it it shows like the whole gambit of how it can affect someone, and it, you know, it destroys some some people's lives more than others. Oh yeah, I love that shit with him.
0: <laughs> if if I were ever a casting director or agent in the late '90s, and I was proposed with the task of casting a cuck, I would also pick William H Macy he plays yeah, it he like, plays it very well do you think he gets off on being cast as like a cuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he loves he, it he, yeah. great casting yeah yeah uh, amazing casting really well done Philip Seymour Hoffman fucking incredible character acting uh yep I loved him in the yeah,
2: movie it pretty much goes yeah, without saying I, everyone, like yeah. I'm, yeah I'm gleeful whenever he shows up in anything um, yeah mm-hmm yeah, what, uh, we gotta talk about Mark Wahlberg more cause yes please for me that was that, that was the big uh-huh. like sticking point for me um, like reading about like he he leads this movie cause I don't know about you guys but I, I just I'm not a fan of Same. Mark Wahlberg um, not really overall what um, I, I really no. I almost see him as like a, a rock type actor Where I can't not see Mark Wahlberg with like less it's kind charisma. of like the same in like every yeah less charisma, let alone like the stuff from his private life and just what he seems to be like as a person, and on top of that, like the you read any of the weird stuff about him like talking about this movie in retrospect and no, stuff um please i'll me- I'll mention that in a second, but please, yeah sure, even despite <laughs> all that and how I feel about him it it works in the movie, he sells the movie. Yeah, he's maybe, good in it. Maybe it's the one, one thing that, like, not to spoil my score, that would make it perfect for me is perhaps if he was replaced with a DiCaprio or a Joaquin Phoenix, who I think were the front runners for it. I feel like that for me maybe would have edged it because I just feel like they, they could sell certain scenes just a, that tad bit extra for me, um, especially now in retrospect with just what I see when I see Mark Wahlberg. But yeah, for the most part, he actually really does does a good job he's well cast i'll give him yes that. i'll give the project that he, f- he fits the role well and he's got that kind yeah of, he is kind that's of playing like a dumbass exactly <laughs> <that the characters. laughs> yeah ignorant
0: <laughs> ignorance is it bliss. works because his character is supposed to be kind of pathetic yeah that's that's like why yeah it works. And insecure so another, yeah there's there's scenes throughout this film where the way that he delivers lines it re- honestly reminds me of some parts of The Happening, but it's not <laughs> in The Happening. It's shit. But in this movie, it works because his character is so pathetic. And, it, it you know, this film is kind of satirical and kind of like tongue in cheek. And, you know, there there can be elements to it that where, where you're kind of laughing at <laughs> the character. Um, and it's, you know, it feels intentional in a way, even, even if even if it might be not necessarily intentional from Mark Wahlberg. We don't know. But it feels intentional in the greater context of the film, at the very least. Yeah, that's the thing.
2: Like, do you think he just, he was into the role because he was cast as this guy with a, like, freakishly huge dick? Like, is that how <laughs> simple it is? Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I thought he was more like one of those, like, rock type things where he'd, he'd pick his roles a bit more carefully based on how it makes him look. But uh,
1: Maybe he just wanted to work with the director. I mean, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't the name he was now, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, I mean.
2: Exactly, yeah. Which was yeah, what was so. interesting about um, this, this article I found um, on IndieWire. Um, yeah. Let me find the, the bit. Yeah, so Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. dropped a bombshell last month during an appearance at the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, speaking with Cardinal Blase. Kupic, Wahlberg, Wahlberg mentioned that he somewhat regretted starring in PTA's Boogie Nights, saying his role as Dirk Diggler was at the top of his list of poor career choices. What the w- fuck Wahlberg's is thoughts problem. went viral in no time, <laughs> but the actor is here to clear the air somewhat. Speaking to people on the Daddy's Home 2 red carpet, okay. Wahlberg clarified his comments and explained why he said what he did. I was sitting in front of a couple of thousand kids talking about and trying to encourage them to come back to their faith. And I was just saying... I just hope he has a sense of humor because I maybe made some decisions that may not be okay with him, Wahlberg said. Him, I guess, meaning God. In Wahlberg's original comment, the actor said, I just always hope that God is a movie fan and always forgiving because I've made some poor choices in my past. Boogie Nights is up there at the top of this list. The actor says having a family has changed his perspective on the type of movie and roles he accepts. Wahlberg doesn't necessarily regret starring in Boogie Nights, which is often cited as his dramatic breakthrough, but he probably would never take a role like Dirk Diggler, now that he's a father. I don't want to compromise my artistic integrity or choices based on my faith or family, but I also have other things to consider. Being a little bit older and a little wiser, the idea of having to explain that that movie and the reason behind it to my kids is another issue, Wahlberg told people. "Uh, Crazy.
0: But you probably wouldn't have much of an acting career. Is that considered... <laughs> Like this was like a pretty yeah, yeah. significant breakout role for him. I don't know if sure. he realizes that. It's an awesome movie. Yeah, it's a great, it's
1: a great fucking movie. I mean, what is he talking about? Yeah, Love this fucking movie. Like,
0: what, what,
2: what, it's it's not the whole point about like not being able to explain it to your kids is like, what? what do you not understand like what the movie is about? <laughs> like what it's saying? Like, what do you mean? You're like an actor, right? No, he's like you know, just he's like, like
1: porno, and then you see my dick at the end. It's like, that's all he like sees in the yeah, movie. I
2: guess like Transformers is easy to explain to a child, but something oh, right. complex and yeah. full of like thematic depth.
1: Even like. though this movie's, yeah, like much better.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's a great fucking movie. Like it was incredibly well received. I don't think he's gonna have a problem explaining it. Yeah, I love this fucking movie. Yeah, that's
2: the thing. And the and like the difference was I was reading about like Burt Reynolds, like he was clashing with pta throughout the whole process Mm, yeah but but i don't know it doesn't take anything away from the movie it kind of weirdly works for that character and it it doesn't ruin his performance you would never really know that like watching it you know yeah Mm
0: -hmm. i'd also like to point out because you were mentioning you know did he just get cast for being a guy with a freakishly large penis the the penis was a prosthetic just wanted the point that yeah of course oh
2: no no I meant um, like yeah. w- when he's reading the script like oh this okay. is this is good it's like fluffing me up it's like excuse the pun oh man. yeah
1: yeah okay. well, all the women want to fuck him yeah he's like got a woman in his bed and then, yeah 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 he bangs roller girl well, later in that movie yeah. where you played the guy with the huge dick right
2: that's <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's like, yeah, yeah yeah
1: the movie doesn't shy away from any of that stuff which is another great thing about it it's like got a ton of. it's like pretty explicit which is great you know it's, it's about poro you don't yeah. want to shine away but, you know, it's not like Showgirls. It's not, like, that
0: bad. It's explicit and, like, weirdly mature despite the comedic tone. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not like, like Showgirls uh, where yeah. that feels
1: exploitive. Yeah, exactly. This is, like, perfect
0: balance. Yeah, Showgirls felt a bit exploitative. And then films like, I don't know, like, American Pie, where it's just like, okay, well, well, like, the sex is just treated, like, so childishly. Whereas this is still comedic and still mature, which is a tough thing to balance you know it plays it for laughs but it's not childish about it yeah at the same time Mm -hmm.
2: yeah Yeah, I I don't know about you guys but I kept thinking about Almost Famous and this was almost like Mm -hmm. what I wanted from that movie where I feel like a lot of the depth was kind of like
0: similar soundtrack
2: skipped over almost in that movie and it wasn't
0: yeah yeah (laughs) and it's the same setting in the 70s and everything
2: um yeah, I don't know what it was particularly about that, but I just found a lot more depth and a lot more kind of satisfaction. Uh, yeah, this kind of exploring because it is exploring similar themes with the like, sure. the fame sure. aspect and the sex and especially like mm-hmm. the uh, the abuse of certain people and yeah.
1: I'm just saying, I I love both Almost Famous and uh, Boogie Nights. I do think Boogie Nights is better just because it's like probably one of my favorite movies. Like probably top ten. Just because, yeah, it's it's got so much energy to it. It's so entertaining. And yeah, I love like the edge of it. Like, uh, I love that period and like how it explores it. Yeah. Um, what else is there to say about it? Um, aside from what we've said.
0: Um, Paul Thomas Anderson was like 26 when he made this. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy.
1: I gotta make a movie like this soon <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gotta catch up Yeah
1: It's, it's so ambitious
0: <laughs> Yeah It's a it's huge cool. like yeah the amount of It's a cool movie Characters in the script and then characters in each scene While they're still doing like a bunch of wonners And just working with so much So much yeah. talent And just balancing so the much, tones Yeah there's yeah. so much like faith Behind the movie it was somehow made For 15 million dollars which, yeah, um, surprise like you, you look that at I, mean, I don't that know, what's, what's a good example Let's look up some David O. Russell budgets Let's see Because he really yeah, It really feels like this is the movie That David O. Russell tries to make A lot of the times, so you, you know True, yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly
1: Except his movies aren't as good so If
0: we look up the budget of like Amsterdam Or American Hustle, like how much did those cost 80 million mm-hmm. for Amsterdam right 40 million for American mm-hmm. Hustle American Hustle prop- like I don't know with inflation might not be that far off from you know I don't know but still like a 15 million dollar budget for this it's it, it is
2: wacky as a second movie
0: yeah it's incredible yeah
2: following Hard Eight which I mean like people like it seems but I don't know if it's like quite the success that uh, you know a Magnolia or a uh Punch Drunk Love, or especially, um, uh, there will be blood like mm. covered, you know?
1: Yeah. That's- the way he speaks about heartache, Eight, I don't think he's in love with it, but I'm sure it's a fine movie. Yeah. This is definitely better. This is definitely when he, like, right, mm. he, he definitely honed in his skill here. Yeah. This is a great, like, second movie. In fact, it's his second movie, and he made it so young. Oh yeah, that's God. crazy.
0: Yeah. It's really impressive. Unsurprisingly, there's there's two <laughs> motion picture soundtracks for this movie <laughs> <laughs> boogie night's music from the motion original motion picture and then boogie oh, nights two more music from the original motion picture oh uh, okay yeah oh really okay yeah so just more it's not even like the score is like literally just two albums worth just of music. and i'm sure they didn't include every track yeah Felt like there were like six albums worth of music in the first half of the movie. <laughs> it was just song after song, yeah, after song.
1: They do that sometimes. They don't include stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. It was like a it was um, like a
0: lengthy music video in a way. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: He directs a lot of music oh, videos, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. does. It
1: does a lot of stuff for yeah. like Radiohead and, and them. And they do like his scores. Johnny Greenwood. Right. Oh, yeah. That's who it is. Johnny Greenwood. Grim- yeah. Um, And he did music videos, I think, for, her name Alana Hine? Or Hine? Alana? Mm. The girl who's in Licorice Pizza, the main girl. Because she's like a singer. So, yeah, he did music videos for her, too. And she's obviously in Licorice Pizza. She's good in it. (laughs) Um, Okay, Uh, not sure what else to say about La Boogie Nights. People wanted us to talk about it. They wanted me to recommend it. Because you hadn't seen this film, and now I have, and seems like you enjoyed it, he, like you really enjoyed it, which is good. I'm glad it'll get high ratings. <laughs> I'm glad it's not like a oh, it's like not so good, didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I'm glad you all enjoyed the movie. Nah. Yeah, this yeah. is a hall of famer. I I love this movie. It's top ten, I think. Like I said, top twenty around there. It Weirdly,
2: made me want to um, rewatch uh, Inherent Vice. Um, being another film from him set in the seventies with a similar runtime, but to be honest, I don't think I even like managed to finish it the first time. Um, like when it came out, there was something about it that really bugged me. Um,
1: mm-hmm. I struggled to get through that one again. Yeah, I've tried doing it again, but <laughs> yeah, at some point really? it's just kind of not all. Yeah. Something
2: about that, uh, yeah. I I, can't, uh, yeah, this it's made me very curious, though.
1: Right, he kind of perfected it already with this. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like the Big Lebowski what we just talked about those movies do it a bit better. I see what he was going for. I don't hate the movie. It's you know, it's not like fucking disaster movie or whatever like a Jason Friedberg no, no. or Seltzer movies. Yeah, I'm like yeah, it didn't really work for me. Like a swinging a miss.
2: It's funny you mentioned the Big Lebowski because that there's that scene that is about the porn industry. Um and they're, yeah. they're talking about some of the stuff that was covered in the movie, yeah, with the like the move to home video and how they like murdered uh, the original kind of porn scene. It's like, go to a theater and watch it. It's yeah. Interesting little crossover. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm giving this one a nine out of 10. It could go up to a 10 at some point in the future. Love the movie. Uh, very narratively satisfying. I loved where it went. Uh, second half, I find to be a lot better than the first half. Um, yeah. Great movie. Very yeah. satisfying.
2: I'm pretty much there with you, the same rating four and a half star, nine out of 10. Yeah, I think I would probably bump it up if just not for that little mark, marky mark problem I personally <laughs> have. But uh, otherwise, yeah, it's just very sophisticated writing and extremely ambitious. And the fact it doesn't kind of inherit vice itself is pretty stunning to watch. Um, yeah, I love the journey, how unpredictable it was, the some of the like tension. Um, towards the end, especially yeah. like like Very. that donut scene, like the Alfred Molina scene, like that was, I was not expecting that from this movie. So it's like an extra kind of yeah. super well <laughs> i not expecting yeah. it at all. That's what makes it so no. great. No, it like, really holy works, shit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah the tone. Is great. I love the drama too, like some really heartbreaking scenes, like Julianne Moore with the, with the lawyers and stuff. And there's just a lot of like pain with these characters so that they, they do communicate well. And the satire angle too. It's just—it's just everything I basically love from in filmmaking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love this film as well. I can't say say there's anything bad about it, so I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten or a five out of five, perfect score. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I love this movie. Fireworks shooting off! Wow. All right, and that's that. That is La Boogie Nights, Woo. starring Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch.
0: So, before we get into questions, I'm just gonna do something fun here. I'm posting a link in the in the chat of a website where you can find out what the number one movie on your birthday, like literal birthday. Oh, cool! Is oh, like okay. It's like a book of the this day movie. you were born. Um, so I already know mine. Uh, it's like a Steven Seagal movie. Let's see. That's uh, mine. Uh, where do I find it? Find number one movie. Where is it? Does this fucking website not work anymore? It works it's for me. It's working
2: for me. Yeah.
0: Mine is Speed 2.
1: <laughs> speed 2, Cruise speed Control. Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome summer movie, Speed 2, Cruise Control.
2: God, mine's Whoa. Naked Gun 33 and a third, The Final Insult. What? Oh, good. yeah, that was the move, a movie, sorry.
0: I, I almost, <laughs> so, could, yeah, when, when you it. said it, I almost thought you were talking about Naked Lunch for some reason. I was like, Naked Lunch 33 and a third? <laughs> no, no, it was number one. But yeah, then I remember the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Naked Lunch. Oh, yeah, Out for Justice. Wow. Steven Seagal, Out for Justice. Oh, wow.
2: Wow. That's funny. What, what, three interesting movies Which I haven't seen. So
0: have we all? So Alex, you saw yours, and then Ralph, you China saw. I'm assuming you've seen. Speak yeah, two, I, I've yeah, I've seen. Wow, Speak and two, the yeah. only one who hasn't seen the number one movie on my birthday. No, no, I've only
2: seen the original Naked Gun. I haven't seen 33 and a third. The final. Oh, oh you haven't seen that one. No, <gasps> oh, so maybe, maybe we have got to check that one out. you know yeah. Good wreck
0: <laughs> Okay, <laughs> uh, I guess uh, question time. Okay, let's
2: do some questions from the Sardonic community. Head over to the suggestion thread on the subreddit if you want to ask us anything. Um, we might as well start with this one from Reader Sleep 8461, seeing as we did just talk about Boogie Nights and it's one of the themes of the movie or questions asked in the movie. Hey there, Sards. In Boogie Nights, Jack, the director at one point, states that he wants to make porn that also doubles as a compelling movie that people want to watch. Do you think this is possible? Why or why not? Much love and thanks. Um, I feel like we have talked about this like a long time ago, but it's an apt question of what we're talking about.
0: I mean, um, I like short bus, so to me, yes <laughs> right yeah but is that porno it, yeah, that's the thing what do you like, mean? does
2: it even count as
0: like, where's the line then? Would you, you
2: wouldn't call it a porno would you yeah, that's yeah, the thing exactly. the question is about the line well what what makes
0: something porn? Like it's unsimulated yeah, sex be? between people on camera right and they're doing that so like if you cut out everything but the money shot scenes, then it would be a porn right there's there's at least porn within the movie like most of the movie isn't porn, I guess, but I
2: guess the difference is the porn is for the purpose of like sexual arousal whereas like a movie that might be something it's trying to attempt within the movie, but it's also like perhaps trying to do a narrative or establish. I mean, I don't know if like,
0: yeah, whether intentional or inadvertently, you're going to sexually arouse some people by having sexually explicit imagery in a film, right? Like there's, there, there's Mm -hmm. tons of, uh, things included in non pornographic movies that are explicitly intended to, Induced sexual arousal, like Michael Bay, the fucking Megan Fox, washing her car shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. that does, there's no purpose of that other yeah, than sure. for people to get up owner. <laughs> right? Like, that's the whole point. It's
2: pornographic, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: so... Yeah. I don't know, like, it's a... But the
2: context of it being in, like, a Transform... is like, weird. <laughs>
0: I think that for the character <laughs> yeah. in Boogie Nights, like sure that sounds like an interesting ambitious thing to do but what we see him do in the film is not really that like he's just kind of full of himself and doesn't know what he's doing he's just making a porn yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah there's something about it because it's a so, oh, god what's that movie um that has the real like blowjob in it that's like so really brown crucial. bunny yeah. yeah brown bunny that's yeah the one. whereas it feels like if it is like baked into the movie, like real sex is baked into the movie. It almost like overpowers anything else it's trying to go for. And it just becomes, Oh, that movie that had th- th- that blowjob
0: in it. <laughs> that blowjob in it. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Lars von Trier has done it. Or I guess sometimes he'll use like porn stunt doubles for parts in movies. He did that in Antichrist, and I think, I believe they used doubles in The Idiots, but there was, like, an orgy scene in that where it was, like, unsimulated sex.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting question, but, like... Yeah, it just seems like a a guttural type. People just reject uh, that certain line. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, I don't know, there's tons of, like... It depends. Yeah, I don't. It depends on how you define it, right? Because there's some, mm. uh, a lot of uh, you know people that make, let's say, animated porn. There's a lot of people that do like story based, like choose your own adventure games, and some of these people make like really they do kind of, like, focus a lot of story... They'll they'll be like, oh, there's porn in the game and you can get to it through certain options, but, like, this character's gonna die of cancer. <laughs> like, you're gonna feel sad about it. Right. Sort of they. So it's like, I don't... Do, like, is that porn? Yes. Is it a narrative? Yes. Right? So, like, where... I don't know. It just depends on how we define it, I guess.
2: Yeah. I guess it comes back to that core problem of, like... Having to define art, which is hard to kind of define, but then, when it comes to something like this, it just seems like there is like a firm line in the sand where certain people won't touch it, certain producers will not fund your works like if if you're trying to include some of these things and you will have a harder time including like real sex and whatnot, and people will look down at it in a certain way or not see it the same as uh something that treats sex differently uh It's an interesting question, but uh, it's not like I'm lying awake at night, like man. That the, there's a space here for a the, the porno, the perfect porno that has the the ultimate balance of real sex <laughs> and a story to get involved in, like what the character in the movie is talking about. <laughs> so
0: that, that doesn't
1: keep you up at <laughs> Yeah,
0: just, just too yeah, many people have make, like these weird for... reservations around like nudity and sexuality. That you know, that's sure. the thing though, because to really be honest,
2: know. it's it's such a like core human thing that it almost seems weird that we are we do feel so strongly about that yeah
0: it's entirely um, just taboo social shit you know it might as well not be like depending it it differs throughout cultures too you know there's some cultures where it's like extreme taboo no no and there's some cultures where it's like okay this is just kind of matter of facts you know people are comfortable Mm -hmm. with sex sort of things you know so yeah yeah it's it's just how you're raised and the ideas that you're Uh, sort of expected to have to fit in with a society I guess Um, Mm -hmm. you know there's (laughs) yeah and when you're
2: just mixing in like advertising and large sums of money like anything remotely risky is going to be kind of frowned upon or nose turned away at so you can kind of see why we're in this kind of state but that's not to say there aren't plenty of films out there that do kind of openly explore sex in a more uh, kind of honest way or whatever or however you want to put it, like a short bus or whatever.
0: hmm Yeah.
2: But I, d- I doubt we're going to see like a real sex scene in like an Avengers movie. No. Any,
0: anytime soon. <laughs> no, 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 no. No,
1: no. <laughs> no. I don't think so either. And Black Adam too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah That's funny. I need to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God all right it would be maybe, interesting maybe like time. why the
0: fuck not you know I'd, I'd love to see something like that i'm all i'm like really just like <laughs> i am i am in so much of a point in my life of just like stopping giving a shit about so many things and sex is this mm. one thing where i just see like man people are really fucking like <laughs> clutching their pearls over just like nothing uh a lot of this shit you know people yeah. are just it's weaponize it for no reason and it's just like okay like we're human beings calm down grow up a bit you're not four, you know <laughs> like yeah that's how i feel and so i'm just like yeah i would like to see something like that why not
2: yeah i think i'm with you
1: yeah there's enough weirdos out there who would like that yeah and those <laughs> 50 shades movies said, well
2: yeah. Yeah. So, th- would you like class those as pro- they like? They basically are soft porn. Yeah. Exactly. Porn for, like, right. People. Right. They kind of are, but they're not respected. You know, they're not like Oscar winning or, you know, no one's like pointing at those as like yeah, those are. No one's coming out of the woodwork to defend them on, on like a narrative like. Yeah, but they're top. Yeah, it's not... They
1: have more money behind them. There's there's more money in them than like an average like porno that you'd see. Well, here's the probably. thing. It's like
0: I would like to see a film. You know, you could say Short Bus is one of these, but like, you know, a film that just treats sex in the same way that, you know, people treat other things that human beings do, like, I don't know, eating or, you know, like, just just like, why not show it sort of thing. It's it's these characters are experiencing it at this point in their lives. Um, You know, we already we already do that in ways where it's simulated. Uh, I think it would be interesting for a movie to do it unsimulated, and that would be like the only big difference. It would be, you know, tough to get people involved on that, obviously, but I think it would be interesting from like an artistic standpoint. Something like Fifty Shades, it just seems like a movie that's dishonestly parading as a film when really it is just explicitly to uh, induce sexual arousal in people, you know, like the softcore porn thing. It's just like, okay, you're a porn pretending to be a movie. That I'm not as interested in um yeah whereas like if it's just like oh this this is what these characters are doing then why not like if we're showing them doing other things is it just
1: that porno movies are like associated with being just bad just like having bad writing and whatever i
0: don't know yeah yeah yeah. i can only assume as such but i don't like all the porn i watch is like not (laughs) like porno (laughs) movies it's just like artists artists drawing things yeah. so i just yeah. i have no idea what that world is like <laughs> i just have to imagine
1: yeah
2: yeah there is something hypocritical about how we're like we're so, we're more than cool with like violence and oh, like yeah. watching people's like heads exploding guts and gore and all that all the all the intricacies that come with violence but as soon as things start getting a bit sexual yeah um, we, we get a bit funny about it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's weird don't be prudes all right is there any more on that topic
2: no i think we can move on to this one from anxious futz hi ralph adam and alex i was wondering if you've ever experienced something similar where a few months or a year after you watch a series or movie unless it had a profound impact on you you forget a lot about it sorry if this is dumb i'm just hoping that it isn't me is all
0: can you read that again i'm not sure what the question was
2: He's asking, like, what does it take? I guess, especially with how much just stuff we watch, like, how much do we actually remember from that experience? Because I don't know about you guys, but it has to be profoundly good or bad for me to remember a lot of details. Um, at a certain point, I don't know what like. Yeah,
0: the... I mean, I try to, <laughs> I try to avoid disposable movies that are not going to leave an impact on me, but you know, I do wind up seeing them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Occasionally, so. Yeah,
1: you can't help it. <laughs>
0: yeah, because you kinda yeah. just have to see what it's like sometimes. Um Yeah. But yeah, those don't leave an impact, and then great movies or fantastically bad movies do leave an impact. It's not really it's not really too complicated, I I don't think.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even then, like, there's a reason we'll rewatch a movie where uh we're even ones we're familiar with for like an episode of the show, yeah, or whatever, because your memory is fallible,
0: yeah, yeah. and you needed to, you know, you need to revisit it to, I guess, either try to confirm whether or not your impressions of the film are still valid to the current day you. Or mm-hmm. yeah. because you are you have the film memorized, but you just want to experience again because you love experiencing it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have pretty good memory with films, especially if I'm really into it. If it's like really bad or really good, if I'm really into it, yeah, yeah, exactly. then I will remember it. Yeah, like what you're saying, Alex. And yeah, like if it's really good and I watch it multiple times, I will just remember it at a certain point. And yeah. We'll just enjoy experiencing it again or maybe watching it with other people, seeing them experience it because that's always fun.
2: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So don't worry. Anxious futs. It's it's not just you. Everyone's got <laughs> Memories, especially if it's not something you really cared about that much. Like you barely yeah. remember like what was even happening two months ago, let alone like a movie I saw two years ago,
0: you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Alright, next question. Okay. All right.
2: Uh Histo twelve has this to say. Hey lads, any stories of funny slash interesting experience with psychedelics and movie watching uh or just on their own? Um
1: I've um, <laughs> no,
2: never done those. <laughs>
1: oh
0: well I mean weed can be like a mild, you know. Yeah, I think they mean like LSD and like, and like mushrooms, acid and that kind know. of
1: shit. I did like, so once in, in was it, uh, it was it college? Yeah. It was senior in college. And like, so there's some guy in the, my internship. He's like, I get you anything. I'm like, he get me mushrooms. He's like, yeah. And he got me mushrooms. <laughs> and I was going to watch The Lion yeah. King mm-hmm. and watch it on mushrooms. I don't think I had enough, though, because I was kind of scared. So I like kind of nibbled at it a little bit. Sure. And I threw the rest of it out because I was scared. But I don't think it worked, mm. really. I remember just no, being okay. frustrated. Because I was, I was trying to watch it on my projector. And then, like, all my roommates were like, yeah, Ralph, we'll join you. We'll watch it together. And I'm like, okay, but I'm on mushrooms, just so you guys know. <laughs> I told them. <laughs> <laughs> but so they came in, and they're like, Ralph, we don't like your projector. We want to watch it in, you know, the the other room, my, my roommate's room. Because um, it's, like, separated. Like, mm-hmm. we all live in, like, a six-room. We all have our own suite. But it's like a six room kind of room or whatever. Uh, so like, we want to watch in the other guy's suite. I'm like, well, fuck you. I have to move over and go to the other suite. <laughs> so we had to bring all my shit over and I was just so frustrated and, you know, I might have been high, but I didn't know if it kicked in or not. And so it was a very frustrating experience. Lion King was good though. <laughs> that was, that was my experience watching Lion King. Basically. Yeah, um, and I've never done I've never done a psychedelic again. That's that's my only experience with psychedelics my entire life.
0: <laughs> so if you're going to do psychedelics whether it be mushrooms or LSD, you want to do it in a, a comfortable, positive environment exactly with people that you know and that you trust. Um it's better not to do it alone. Um Yeah. Just that's having why my friends came in. Yeah, just having other yeah, people there and like reassurances but then i had to move i had to move to the other room (laughs) because he had a tv (laughs) and so yeah there'll sometimes be like um so i i went through a period of my life where uh like i was doing psychedelics but all of my drug use was like mostly just by myself because i was like kind of depressed and stuff but um Mm -hmm. and i didn't have really a lot of great experiences with that it just wound up turning into like a lot of you know exemplifying like self-hate and insecurity and um sort of like putting a uh you know turning that up to 11 which is you know probably not great um but now i'm at a different point in my life i'm you know a lot happier and healthier and i have a boyfriend that um i trust and that i love and um so i'm doing you know i'm kind of returning to that world of um occasionally doing psychedelics and um so you know, having taken, you know, a large break from these things, sometimes I'll, you know, get an idea of just like, oh, yeah, like this would be like a really trippy thing to watch. And so, um, you know, we were starting out uh, as on the come up of like an LSD trip um, with some people. And um, I put on Apollo 10 and a half a space age childhood just because of the rotoscoping. And it was new. The Richard Linklater. Mm-hmm. Um, oh that thing. one and oh, i was so like oh recent. yeah it was like <laughs> okay. it was such good vibes but then like like i don't know like 20 minutes through the mo- 20 minutes through the movie um there's like i don't remember exactly but like someone gets a phone call and it's about something like dark and serious and they like start crying and i was like "Ah, uh, we had to like change it to something else because like you don't want to feel those emotions when you're on psychedelics because it, it feels like you're, you're too open to them And it influences directly How you're feeling um, It's yeah, and, exactly. so, and so you don't want to be In that dark place um, They're, so they're we, really intense we wound That's up why putting I, went, on, I was afraid to have them Yeah we wound up putting on Gumball uh, And it was fucking awesome Gumball is the <laughs> yeah. If you ever need <laughs> yeah. a comfort uh, Piece of media to put on If you're doing psychedelics And you just want to be in a good headspace The amazing world of Gumball is fucking awesome um one other suggestion climax yeah maybe not climax (laughs) um one other suggestion um there's a artist that i listened to that i've been listening to for a while called wolfpeck v-u-l-f-p-e-c-k and they're a modern but like intentionally nostalgic kind of like 70s uh sounding uh band and they did a live concert um and they film the whole thing on, like, an iPhone. It's, like, an hour, 40 minutes. And uh, it's the, the it's on YouTube for free. It's called Wolfpack Live at Madison Square Garden. If you're ever doing psychedelics and you're coming up or, you know, into it or whatever, whatever stage of it you're in, put on that video. It is the most, like, positive vibes, <laughs> And just, especially if you like <laughs> yeah. the music, it is just, like, one of the best... Uh, y- you know, it feels like meaningful and, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the best like things you could ever possibly put on for a trip is that concert. And they're just so talented and, oh yeah, it was such, such great energy and vibes. Yeah. That made, that, that was a really good idea that I, that I put that on. I'm glad I did, but I would, yeah. Movies. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Um, as far as me, um, yeah.
2: If we're talking about movies and not excluding weed, which I feel like, especially like edibles, I've had like what feel like psychedelic experiences, um, on yeah. those things. Um, oh, yeah. one of the first times I was fucking with them, um, I was like with some friends and we put on the fucking, oh my God, we put on the hitman's bodyguard, right? Oh no. The awful piece of shit film. <laughs> um, and like I swear to God, it, you know, in, um, get out where he's like on the chair and he like goes to the other place and he's like sucked <laughs> into like the void. I yeah, had that real. exact experience. Yeah. And I was like, I was like freaking out. I was like, what? I've yeah. been like laced right now. Like, is this, is this, what the fuck is going I've never experienced this kind of stuff. I don't know if it was like just too much or if it was <laughs> edible to do and that. And yeah. Just like, yeah, it was a crazy experience. Um, so that was like and a your dad's horrifying. Weed. It was, it, there's like a certain scene for people who've seen it. There's this like awful like scene that just doesn't end. You know, like sometimes when you're like high oh, on weed or whatever, it can make stuff feel like it's going on and on anyway. There's this scene where like Sam Jackson's in the car of Ryan Reynolds, like singing, <laughs> like purposefully singing bad on purpose as like a gag, but it like, it like sent me, it sent me to hell, that movie um i'll <laughs> never forget that <laughs> um, and th- i guess a more positive one would be like uh i yeah i i think we had some like addables and put on fantastic planet um i just like showed it to some people and it like really scared them uh yeah i um, sure. well, not like genuinely scared just kind of freaked them out because it's such a weird movie and that but that was a fun ass uh, experience that's a good movie um Mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. watch on in that kind of state
0: <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah and the full what what i mentioned earlier for people who are we're trying to find it and can't uh the full title of gumball is i think the amazing world of gumball it should be on hbo max it's cartoon network stuff so just in case you're you were already uh in the middle of an acid trip trying to find something just called gumball while you're listening to this <laughs> Yeah, if
1: you're in the middle of an acid trip, listen to send
0: You can. I'm sure
2: there's one or two out there. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah Statistically, there's definitely. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. That's
1: what I would do if I was tripping out. That'd be my comfort food. I would go on one of those, like, you know, uh, journeys into the jungle or whatever, like South America, and go on, like, a one of those like oh Alice like an Steve ayahuasca fucking spirit uh, yeah ayahuasca. they give you oh with
2: the drums and stuff
1: no
0: <laughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah like a, it's like a guided it's like a guided journey I'll send you, oh yeah i'll send you some videos there's some of these things where they just like fucking start vomiting and just like you're supposed really? to feel like oh yeah there's like depending on like mm, what kind well, of yeah, these things I you're doing i guess it depends who
1: you are oh my god yeah, it depends it's not just
0: who you are like some of these substances depends, like that's yeah. a part of it has to be trusted, yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're more of like a spiritual journey. <laughs> I was just, thing. I just saw it. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. I don't
2: I'm know. I'm not sure what, like, the composition of ayahuasca is. Is that like a plant? Yeah, or, I'm not sure I either. Just,
0: I'm sure, I'm sure tripping outside can have its benefits. I like the comfort and safety of being indoors with just positive vibes and people I trust so.
1: yeah you just see people around you that's like the appealing part yeah. of guided like meditation or whatever that is you know yeah. people around you mm-hmm exactly feel cozy
2: all right. uh, okay
1: all right we can do one more what next what are next
2: okay then we can end on this one uh, from rocket salesman I just read that Kevin Conroy longtime voice of Batman in the Arkham games the animated series and several movies has passed away The loss hit me especially hard since I grew up hearing his voice in my head, reading comics and stories. In light of the tragic news, I wanted to ask, what are some of your favorite iconic actors who have now passed away that you'll never get to see perform again? What made them so iconic? Love the podcast and rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. So yeah. Yeah. sad for me. I grew up on uh, that animated series with Mm. his voice. He'll always be the true voice of that character in my head to me. Mask of the Phantasm and all these great, stories yeah. games yeah i'm very attached to that voice and uh yeah rest in peace man
1: um, i never seen the animated series but i just watched um mask of the phantasm on halloween and i thought it was great i really yeah, enjoyed it's it it's
2: really good isn't it
1: yeah it was i thought it was awesome yeah, yeah super good stuff yeah he's great in it yeah he's he is the voice of batman that's like in so many interpretations even the video games yeah the arkham games yeah you know So, yeah, he'll definitely be missed. I mean, (laughs) he is Batman. He is the voice of Batman.
2: Yeah, he'll always be mine, probably.
1: Yeah. Just like Mark Hamill's Joker. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But as far as, like, iconic actors otherwise, I guess, like, Seymour Hoffman. um...
0: Yeah, I don't have enough of a, like, personal association with the uh, Kevin Conroy stuff. Because I, you know, although I did watch the animated series when I was younger, like, I just... I was so young that I couldn't even remember oh, right. what the voice sounded like because I haven't kept yeah, up yeah. with, you know, a lot of the animated Batman stuff since then. Mm-hmm. But what was... I guess yeah, what was, was the question? It's just like the...
2: Yeah, yeah. What are some of your favorite iconic actors who have now passed away that you'll never get to see perform again?
0: I've said this before, but there is... There is a hole that was left when... Brittany Murphy died. She was so great at playing that type of character and no one's no one's exactly fulfilled that you know. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing her in movies.
2: Do you have anyone, Rough? If
1: we're on the topic of Batman, I'd say Heath Ledger. I yeah, mm. I think I've, I think we've answered this before. Yeah, yeah, Heath yeah. Ledger's big one.
2: Yeah, that's a good pick.
1: Yeah, and the the Lincoln Park guy, Chester Bennington, I think. Those two hit me hard. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's it, though. All
2: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome, we did it. Skadoosh. We Did it. <laughs> um, I think it's my turn to recommend a movie. Yeah.
2: Is it yours or mine? Do I come after Ralph?
1: Oh no, no I it think it's yours. it's
0: Alex. It's mine. Because
1: weren't you before weren't you
0: before me or was that Oh wait, no, is it yours? Did yes, I miss I think it
2: might be mine.
0: Okay, yeah. never mind.
2: Because yours was Revenant, wasn't it? Yeah, Revenant Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and back to me. And
0: then Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah, yeah so sorry. Alex. I was looking at the, um, the published ones <laughs> oh, on the thanks, YouTube thanks. channel. I was like, I was like yeah. oh, yeah. early because yeah. we haven't published that one. Oh, yeah, but there's one. another okay. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, well, Alex just did the Big Lebowski. Sorry, my bad. No, no, no. Yeah. 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 We recorded this one early. Okay. I'm going to be busy the next couple of weeks. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Okay. Um So So I've got one
2: of those (laughs) classic ones where this movie I've seen a long time ago, I'm not sure if you guys have, you probably have, Um, 2001, I think we've done another Cameron Crowe movie too, but I want to talk about Vanilla Sky.
0: Okay, uh, okay. I haven't Uh, seen that in years.
2: It might be an interesting (laughs) convo. Um, Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. Very, very strange movie from how I remember it. Um, So...
0: Are you aware that that's a remake because I'm 100% going to watch mm-hmm. the original if we're going to talk about it. Oh that.
2: there's a ri- I didn't even know there was an original. We well, yeah, might as well might
0: as well throw yeah. that Oh in. yeah so it's based off of a Yeah. S- yeah, it's based off of a Spanish movie. The original is Open Your Eyes. Oh yeah. awesome cool. Right
1: that's what's called Open I think it's called Open Your Eyes. Yeah. Spanish one. I've seen that one too. The Spanish one's better. Okay, because
0: I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen okay, either of see. them. So guaranteed, I'm gonna watch. Let's make it a double build Then. Oh yeah. yeah. Open your eyes. Uh, 1997, and then I'll watch Vanilla Sky 2001. So I haven't seen yeah. either of them. Okay, but cool. Yeah, I just needed to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. That should be fun. <laughs> like I'm de- definitely yeah, yeah. watching the original. I saw that years ago, though Vanilla Sky.
1: Yeah, I thought like, okay. I saw Vanilla Sky first for sure. Actually. Yeah, I didn't... The camera Crowe connection, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that okay. So interesting. Right, perfect. Yeah, that, yeah, that should be interesting. So, okay, if cool. you
0: would like to not be spoiled for Open Your Eyes, directed by Alejandro Amenabar with uh, Penelope Cruz and some other people in it, 1997. And also, if you don't want to be spoiled for Vanilla Sky, 2001 film with Tom Cruise directed by... Uh, Cameron Crowe, and it also has Penelope Cruz in it. That's interesting. Okay. That's right. in both movies. Weird, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Then watch them before the next episode comes out. These episodes come out every two weeks. Uh, You can listen to them early by going to sardonicast.com signing up for premium. It's only $2 a month. Also, patreon.com slash sardonicast. Uh, And we've been, yeah, depending on our schedule, we might record some particularly early. So, uh, you might get them pretty early if uh, you do it that way. Anyway, uh, we also got merch. Uh, buy some merch for Christmas. You know, grandma's waiting for your Sardonicast. Oh, she's waiting. Like, I've said it enough times. Surely someone has to do it for the meme. To, to film themselves giving their grandma Sardonicast merch. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah, someone
2: post on the subreddit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, we've got a Sardonicast Highlights channel. Um, and I don't know if I forgot to mention anything, but fuck it. Listen to the other episodes. You'll figure it out.
2: Yeah. And shout out to that animation. That oh, just yes. Came out too.
0: Yes.
1: So good. Yeah. yeah.
2: Zany leaves. Really good. Really good stuff.
1: Good job, Dan Xmas.
0: Yes. <laughs> Very fantastic <laughs> animation.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what it is uh, right?
0: On the Sardonicast YouTube channel You can watch it uh, Oh yeah send us your fan art uh, We will include the fan art at the beginning of the YouTube uploads uh, It's always good to have fan art so. uh, Yes I love the fan art On the art. subreddit or on Twitter Although no one ever sends it on Twitter People post it in the subreddit I, Like no one ever does it on Twitter Every once
1: in a while Like once it's been a while Occasionally sure. yeah. But it's, it's like yeah it's like Especially if now. you're
0: going to do it on Twitter, use the hashtag mm-hmm. Yeah, Don't just tag the account. Use the hashtag so that I don't have to log into the Sardonicast Twitter account. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. Um, happy Vanilla Sky. Happy Dirk Diggler. Yeah, take care of everyone. Happy, happy Boogie Woogie. <laughs> Bye. <sighs> Bye. Bye. Bye.